Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. In case you do not know, this is the second podcast I do here. Yes, I do have two podcasts, my main one being Mod Chat, where I typically cover things that I find cool, interesting, new in the world of modding. And this is my second podcast where there's not all too much going on visually here, at least if you're checking this out on YouTube, but I really just talk about whatever the hell I want to. Sometimes I have a guest on, sometimes I don't, but really I kind of just equate this to what I've described back in the day as like when I guess gaming commentaries were a thing that were more popular than I was doing where you kind of just talk about whatever over a little bit of gameplay where those are like short versions of podcasts in a way and a podcast is kind of just here where I'm talking about whatever the hell I want to so that's what we have fun with now if you want to check this out in any other way maybe the opposite way you're listening to it right now you can check this out on YouTube where there's not all too much going on it's on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel but there's just kind of a cool looking visual there with my channel art at least i think it's a cool looking visual or you can take this round listen to it like an actual podcast simply look up mario's minute on your favorite podcasting app provider or platform and you should hopefully be able to find it it's not available on every single one but it's available on most of them either way i try and cycle it out so every other month i have a guest on here and this month is a guest month so i am happy to bring this gentleman on and as i always ask to my guest who the hell are you well hello mr mario i am badger goodger and i am a youtuber i guess uh i mean i'm i've been doing this for quite some time now i've been doing it for longer than i, I honestly thought i was going to be doing it for uh i cover a lot of topics related to grand theft auto and Rockstar games in general, occasionally other games, but that's very occasionally. Uh, I'd actually like to get into doing some uh, some new stuff pretty soon, but I, I always end up falling right back into Grand Theft Auto. So yeah, I guess I'm a GTA YouTuber. I think that that would oh. be probably the term for it. <laughs> right on, right on. And I I will say, uh, dare I say, yeah, I you are one of the good GTA YouTubers. Oh wow, well thank you. Oh no problem, man. Oops. And by that I mean it's like you're not trying to constantly clickbait Grand Theft Auto Six and all this other stuff. Oh, so yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I can see that. I mean GTA Six is such a such an enigma like we know it exists <laughs> and i think that there's not much really to say about it so I, I never really saw the point in like doing so many videos about something that we know almost nothing about now mm -hmm. i've done map leak videos well you know map leak videos quote unquote leak uh because half the time i i, I don't know uh, how many of those are even going to turn out to be true um i used to think that none of the leaks that we would see out of rockstar were actually legit until Red Dead Redemption 2, because the map of that game leaked like a whole year and a half or almost two years before that was even announced. Yeah. So yeah. that was where I realized, well, you know, maybe it would be worth looking at these. Plus, sometimes it's just interesting. Like, I, I don't mind looking at a, a map that somebody might have drawn up that vaguely resembles South Florida. Um, you know, we could take a look at that and at least somewhat analyze it because I would have people asking me, hey, are you going to talk about this? Are you going to mention... Um, this uh, Project America's thing. So it'll be like, okay, you know, it might it might be of some interest to some people. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I'll talk about that sometimes. Uh, a lot of what I used to talk about and what I still occasionally talk about is beta content. So, yeah. you know, pre-release information, stuff that 
the developers on a game were working on, stuff they might have been experimenting on, stuff they had planned, which ended up not being able to, uh, you know, which they ended up not being able to implement in the final release, which, you know, it's not just the case with games. I mean, it's the case. It's it's like that with all forms of software and um, and even all things that are that are created, you know, everywhere in creative media. There's always going to be ideas and things that are uh, things that the creators want to have incorporated into their work that they're just not going to be able to include. And I've always found it interesting seeing like what could have been, even though we have what we have now. It's like, let's look at what what the what the people behind this originally wanted to do for it. I always Mm -hmm. I've always just found that fascinating. It's always cool seeing what we don't have and seeing into that unknown and just <laughs> yeah. even like seeing the changes and evolution of everything as well, too. Like, I love it. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, uh, like I, I bought the like one game that I, I really love. Um, it's probably one of my favorite like PS exclusives. Days Gone. That game, okay. they released an art book for it. And the art book is like amazingly detailed with all these ideas that the developers had for it. The original concepts they had behind it uh, when they first started working on it, they share so much about it. And I really appreciate that uh, because it, it really just gives a, a window into their their whole creative process with this game. Uh, and it's something that I honestly wish Rockstar would do because Rockstar, I'm sure you probably know, they're a very secretive. They're uh, so secretive. They, yeah. they are like the, the CIA of, mm-hmm. of game development. I mean, there's so little that they have actually shared. The most that we know comes from either people digging into the files of games or people who used to work for them who have then shared information, which they're doing at a, at a great risk because mm-hmm. oftentimes they have to sign non-disclosure agreements, which Rockstar has a lot of for a lot of their staff. So mm-hmm. they really got to be careful with what they share. And I'm even thinking of like when it comes to even like beta releases and stuff like there's hardly i'm not saying they don't exist like on the internet but there's like hardly any like rockstar beta releases of games that i can think of yeah that are like out there and playable builds right oh like that um like that duke nukem build that's uh yeah 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 which people are rebuilding that yeah that's what i was thinking of (laughs) yes how like the source code and everything got leaked for that from like the 2001 version of duke nukem forever yeah yeah no that that I can actually there's only one time that that I can think of right now where that's ever happened with a Rockstar release. And of course, it would never happen probably for. Well, actually, no, there, there's two that I can think of. And one of them was for uh, Grand Theft Auto. Um, but the, the, the Grand Theft Auto one I can remember was um, I think it was a PS3 dev kit that somebody had. And okay. it had files related to GTA 5 on it. And it was a build of GTA 5 that had to have been from like 2011. And they just they were able to dig up so much information from this. I got to look it up again myself because it was really like it was super intriguing. And I can remember even one of my friends sharing this with me. And then uh, Take Two came a knocking. They wanted yes. it back. They are extremely, extremely keen on making sure that their what they see as their property is in their hands. Now, this guy was able to find like a lot of unused dialogue. And there's a video that he put up on YouTube that details a lot of this. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, you you know, there was like alternate dialogue. There was an entire heist that was cut from the game. Uh, one distinct thing that I remember is that the song, uh, let's get physical by Olivia Newton, John, that was on, uh, that was going to be on the radio in the game that got removed. (laughs) That was actually going to be on a rock station. Funny enough, which I'm not sure what they would have been thinking, but then it's like, okay, I could see why they would take that out unless that was just a silly placeholder that they decided (laughs) to put in, but either way. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it could have been. And I think it's funny. I was actually thinking of that story. I think the only changes there, I don't think it was PS3. I think it was a 360 dev kit. Oh, okay. And I think... I believe the main thing that got take two knocking, like literally knocking on this kid's door. And I am yeah. I, by oh, yeah, kid. I'm not saying knocking, that in yeah. a, I'm not saying that in an immature way. I'm saying, I believe this person was like 15 or 16, something like that. Yeah, he was. Um, but they had taken un like, I guess unfinished radio station clips and had uploaded mm. them. So they didn't share oh. the build out or anything. They were yeah. sharing out radio station recordings. And shortly afterwards, that's where their kits got taken. Right. And that, that makes sense. Cause what I remember is that like, he didn't put it out for like the whole world to, to, to be able to access and to download. Uh, what I can remember is that he was, just, he was going, he was just really just digging into the files and yes. seeing everything that was there and, and trying to like compare with the finished version of the game, um, which was really, a, it was a lot of interesting stuff, but then it also got into, I remember some people were saying, Maybe he shouldn't have been doing all of this right away. Like he, like he, he should have, you know, gathered as much information as he could in private. Have like a small circle of people that he would, uh, you know, sort of uh, converse with about it, and mm-hmm. then finally share all the information. Um, which it's unfortunate that that there there was obviously still a lot more that we could have learned about it that we uh, that we never got a chance to. Uh, oh, yeah. Which which those things happen. I mean, I was reading the other day about uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. There was somebody, maybe, I think I might have been mixing this oh up. Oh my God. Oh, that, we're going to upset people by this one. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that was the PS3 dev kit. I think I just mixed up uh, Metal Gear. I mixed up my, yeah. my fifth uh, entries in uh, in major franchises. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, they had a, I think it was a PS3 dev kit. It was, and yes. It had like all this information that, uh, or all, all this all this data relating to this cut chapter, this cut mission from the game. And I haven't even finished Metal Gear Solid Five myself. I love the game, but like I, I mostly just spend most of my time goofing off it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but people who are like serious fans of Metal Gear Solid were like going crazy, like wanting to know like what part of the story was cut because story is so important to Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. And people really wanted to see like like what was it that uh, that that's changed or what was different or, or what it, what did what did they have in mind for this uh this extra mission and this guy he like i I think he had this dev kit and he ended up selling it on ebay and that's gone now i mean he he said he's like i don't think i'm gonna be able to get that back from the guy that i sold it to yeah and i have i have some more details on it i'm not in contact i don't even know what this person's username is not in contact with them i just kind of saw this on the the reddit thread but from what i understood on that and yeah it will make people's blood boil and it was like (laughs) even to the point where it's like people are like there's no way this is real this has to be a troll yeah so the story is it was uh the phantom pain uh Mm -hmm. there was a alpha build of it on this ps3 dev kit and i believe this dude it wasn't even his dev kit it was his friend's dev kit his friend gave the dev kit to him to sell and the dev kit had a dying hard drive. Hmm. So what this guy did is he took the hard drive out of the PS3. He imaged it. So he had a image back upon his computer. I guess he fired up the PS3 at one point because he had a few screenshots, like three screenshots from this alpha build of the game. And then I'm assuming what happened here is um, since the hard drive was dying, it was either wiped or he replaced the hard drive with another one uh, and then sold the dev kit on eBay. Um, The dev kit itself, like it sold, it's gone. Apparently this dude had deleted all of his emails related to eBay stuff. He 
closed down his eBay account years ago. He still has this encrypted, like this encrypted dump, which that's important. Yeah. He sells this encrypted dump of the um, of the hard drive itself. So that's why he was saying like, hey, there's an alpha kit on here. But he's also saying my friend would be mad if he found out about this. He, I've been holding on to this information for years and he'd be like pissed if he found out I even took an image of the hard drive. So then he also now at this point, he's closed down his Reddit account. Oh no. But he was pretty much saying, hey, I have this, this image of the hard drive. How do we get the build off of it? And for anyone who does not know, like every single PS3 hard drive like when when you pop a hard drive in the PS3 when it's initialized, it's encrypted to that console. Um, you can't just swap them around from console to console. And the only way you can decrypt that hard drive on or even that image uh, on a computer is if you take that PS3 that encrypted the hard drive, you modify it and you get the EID root key from there. Of course, this dude didn't do any of that. So he he just has this garbage data right there yeah. um i don't think that build, i don't think that uh should be deleted in hopes of maybe something can happen but really the way to even get that is to track down the ps3 um in a best case scenario like track down the ps3 talk to the owner even if you can't get a hold of the ps3 yeah. just modify it dump the eid root key from it and then use that eid root key with some programs on your computer to decrypt that hard drive image. But like I said, he was claiming that um, he can't get in contact with the person. He doesn't have his eBay account anymore because he shut it down. He was just quirky like that as a teenager and he deleted all of his emails related to it. Um, but then even people in the community were saying, hey, apparently he had like the serial number and everything for the console. They're like, give us the serial number. We will blast this around. Like we're going to try and find this owner because we need that console. The yeah. only way we're ever going to get this data is if we have access to that console, but he just shut everything down. So we might have, uh, you know, there, there could be a pretty rare alpha build of Metal Gear Solid five, the Phantom pains out there. Uh, <laughs> that is just going to be lost to time. That's, that's it's, incredible. Yeah, you, you hear about it with other like I've seen it with like the prototype community as well, too, where um, I've seen this a few times and it's painful where it's like especially those old cartridge games on like a Sega oh, yeah. Genesis or Super Nintendo or something where there's uh, on the dev board, there's multiple like EPROMs on there. Yeah. And so a game can be made up of like four EPROMs. And typically the first one people will write down, let's say like Super Mario Bros. And then on the others are write two, three, four. And you'll run into someone who gets those prototypes, doesn't know how they work, and they take off the first EEPROM of each one and sell them separately. <laughs> yeah, because it's mean, like, so, what, so they, they just look at it. They don't know how it works. They're like, oh, yeah, obviously this chip has the entire ROM on it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing, really, how there, there could be just such a, a wealth of information out there related to all these games. I mean, whether they're our favorites or whether... Um, they're just games that have had storied, really interesting development processes. And there's so much that we could know about them. And there's so much that we could learn about them. But, you know, if the developers themselves are quiet or if they, they just don't want to talk about it or if people don't remember things, the next best thing, of course, is to have actual access to these beta builds or alpha builds. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it just seems like that, that's that's become uh, it's become a big issue, <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. good, it's like good luck getting back the. Uh, you know, the, that, that PS3, because I'd be shocked if people are actually able to locate that PS3 mm -hmm. that had uh, the Phantom Pain on uh, or had all the information related to the Phantom Pain. I, I think I honestly think that the PS3 could be located if we knew which PS3 it was. <laughs> Probably. 
I mean, you know, and, and it's it's a shame that the guy got rid of all his eBay information too, because that would have like that. That's that, that that's where I found it. Like, I could see some people not thinking it was real because it's like, why would you delete that? I mean, there's nothing. And his thing is just like, I was just a quirky teenager <sighs> like that. I would just delete everything that wasn't important to me, and I didn't see this as important. Like, yeah, I, I mean, wow. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess you 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 would have to be a teenager to to think like, okay, keeping uh, data related to uh, a monetary transaction that I just made that's not important. I don't have to mm-hmm. keep that. But you know, depending on how old he was, if you you know, fifteen, sixteen years old, you probably wouldn't be thinking about that. You you know, it's not something that would cross your mind, I guess. But I don't it's know, just man. it's it, it just <laughs> leads to a lot of heartache then in the future for fans who want to find out about this stuff. Now, of course, in the case of Take Two. That's something that we're never going to get back. I mean, you know, that, no. that GTA Five build there—that's that's with them now, and who knows what they—they're—it's they, probably archived. I know somebody once said, like, "Oh, they probably destroyed it," but I don't think they would do that. I think they, it's probably just sitting in a supply closet mm-hmm. <laughs> in New York right now, and they're not gonna—they're not going to—they're—they're uh, they're not ever going to reveal that. Now, you do get times where um, sometimes, and I, well, I, I've heard this before once, and this is the next Rockstar title that I was going to bring up, where we actually did get like a leaked build of it. Mm-hmm. This was in 2007. Uh, Manhunt 2 was on its way to uh, being released. Then it ended up getting delayed because it was too violent, too graphic, and mm-hmm. the ESRB gave it an adults-only rating, which meant that it could not be sold at most major retailers in the United I States. I remember and Canada. that, yeah. Yeah, and I, re- I, I remember thinking back then, uh, I was like, oh my god, this, this game must be crazy if, if, it's, uh, if it got the adults-only rating and they're not going to sell it at Target. And then it's like, oh man, you know, everybody's just waiting for them to see, like, okay, what, what cuts are they going to make? Um, then all of a sudden, people had the game. And people were mm-hmm. playing it and, and video like really grainy videos of this were going up on YouTube, like videos that people took with like a cell phone from 2007 or with one of those old digital cameras that could record video. Mm-hmm. And people were like, how the hell did they do that? And it turns out there was uh, there was an employee. I can't remember if it was a Rockstar employee or if it was a Sony employee. It may have been a Sony employee because I would think that if it was a Rockstar employee, that guy would have been in, in just deep trouble, like serious trouble. <laughs> Because uh, they they would have sued the guy to hell, but um, this this disgruntled employee who who was somewhere within the chain who had access to this build, he leaked it online, and he he had lost his job or he quit. He hated what he did, and this was his way of like getting back to them, basically oh releasing this game early. You know, and it was, and this was like August of 07. And the game wasn't due out until October, like October 31st. I remember because it was Halloween that they yes, decided to push so that, it back to. God, okay, three months. All right. Yeah. So this game already had, uh, you know, like two or three months in advance, people had already been able to play it. And I don't know how, like, like some, some really brave soul got on LimeWire. And saw Manhunt <laughs> 2 beta build or, or Manhunt 2 leaked build. And they decided, okay, let's download this. Yeah, that, that won't be a problem. <laughs> and it turned out, like, they downloaded it. It was the game. And it's like, what the hell? And Do there you remember was, which platform it was on? I believe it was, Playsta- it was PlayStation 2. Yeah, it was okay. definitely a PS2 build. Okay, because uh, I, I know it came out on PS2, Wii, and uh, PSP. And yeah, yeah. And I remember, yeah, I think it was definitely the PS2 build of the game. And uh, people were playing it. People were able to burn it to a disc, and they were able to uh, to, to play Manhunt 2 early. 
And someone has actually uploaded an entire playthrough of this build on YouTube. If you could just look up like Manitou beta walkthrough. Uh, This guy has every mission that's available there. And there are a lot of noticeable changes with the game. Uh, This, of course, would have been the uh, the pre-censored version. And Mm -hmm. come to think of it, like, like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever taken a look at, like, all the all the data that's already available with this. Uh, but I'm sure it would probably share more, or I'm sure we would give some insight into when this build is actually from. My guess is that it was from, uh, God, I want to say probably like early 2007. Um, wow. Okay. This this would have been like, you know, because at the time they wanted it to be out around, I think it was June of 07. So that's why I was thinking like, okay, I could see this being like a like a test build. Um, but you know, fairly close to release, so it's not like too different. But there were still some significant differences. I mean, there were a couple of executions that were cut. There was um, oh, a lot of placeholder dialogue, and the placeholder mm-hmm. dialogue was hilarious because I guess like you know the the cutscenes, like the motion capture cutscenes themselves, that had all the original voice acting. That was those were completed mostly. Um, but then the, uh, the, the little cutscenes that you have, like that were made in gameplay, you know, the, the ones that were rendered in gameplay, uh, those had completely different voice actors. Well, I, I, I shouldn't even say voice actors from what I heard. It was like a PR guy for rockstar that they got to just <laughs> read out the lines. So of course it's like B movie style acting. So that, that alone added like a lot of entertainment. This sounds value. amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you had like this this hilarious dialogue um, with like some of the worst acting you could imagine. Um, there were some of the cut executions that I that I or one of the cut executions that I remember was a um, I don't even know what the hell it was. It was like a it was in it was in this mission where you're in like a suburban neighborhood and there was like a spike sticking out of somebody's front lawn. I don't know what the hell that was even supposed to be like a, like, I don't know, garden spike or like a fence, po- like a broken fence or something. Like, I don't know. But either way, like, I guess the execution was that, like, you know, you see him shove a guy's face into that, but it was broken. Mm-hmm. Like, it was clearly not working. And so, <laughs> like, like it, it would just like, like the guy would just pop up and he would be sitting on top of this once he was supposed to be dead. And he would just be sitting there frozen like that. And part of me wondered, like, okay, could this have been cut because it was simply wasn't working and, and they couldn't figure out a way to get it to work? And so they decided, okay, just forget it, remove it. And it was quite buggy, too, because I, I remember other videos that people had of this build way back in 2007 that are probably not available anymore. They're probably gone by now. Oh, yeah. This guy, like, he, he found um, he found a way to, like, clip through the world and, and sort of fall into the ground. And I did not even know that there was, like, a falling scream that they recorded for the protagonist for that game because there's you know there, there's jump there's like platforms you can he was jump the, off uh, of. I don't remember his name, but he was the one who who escaped the mental institution, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, I, I I think his name. I I very much enjoyed Manhunt too. Yeah, I you know I don't know Manhunt too. Like I enjoyed it when I was younger, but lately I I don't know. I just didn't think it was like as good as the first game. Like I think it's they were, not as good as the first one. <laughs> I, I I could go into like a whole tangent about that, which I think I might like, you know, pretty soon. Cause that game was like, <laughs> I remember when it came out and there were some people that were just like really split on it. Like people were happy mm-hmm. that it was a rock star release, but then a lot of people I think were underwhelmed by it. Um, I, 
I think that was also too, I feel like, cause that's when Rockstar had a lot more output yeah. and I feel like that's when they could have afforded to release a okay game, which yeah. I would rather have. Um, I will say real quick, I'm um, just even on that man. So that's fascinating. I did not know about that build. That is all new to me. Yeah. Um, I have my own Manhunt 2 story, which is essentially, it was still early. Like, okay, this is like, geez, like 15 years ago at this point. And I own the game now. Okay. I have it on all the platforms, but it did leak out early, the retail yeah. copy. Um, and I want to say it leaked out like a month and a half, if not two months before street mm. date. And this was back in the day when like that was kind of a normal thing. Um, it wasn't like every single game got out super early, but like yeah. the bigger titles could get out like a month early. Yeah. And um, the PS2, I, probably the I didn't have a Wii, so I didn't care about that one, but the PS2 and the PSP builds got out. And again, they were the full retail copies. Like they got shipped to a store. Someone just dumped them on either, like PS2 with their computer or PSP with a modded yeah. system. And I remember those ones were censored because I'd followed a guide online where I took the ISO and you could modify it where essentially you just go into the execution files and it was a filter that was applied on there mm. to make the game rated M and you just disable the filter and then save it back and you're playing a uncensored copy of the game. So that was like my cool, like edgy version that I had <laughs> before everyone else. And it worked pretty well. Um, I remember though, th the thing with that was people were worried because this was a few years after San Andreas where it was rated M game and then uh -huh. the modding community found the hot coffee code, re-enabled it, and it turned it into an AO game. So mm. that's when, you know, they had to go back and uh, Rockstar had to go back and reissue a copy. So yeah. when this mod happened to remove the filters, people were freaking out because they're like, oh my God, all right, Pirates got a hold of the game. <laughs> Modders already removed the filters. This game is going to go back to rated o a AO. And I believe like Rockstar had consulted with the ESRB and the ESRB pretty much said, no, this is fine. Um, you're, we'll still keep the M rating on here. The reason why we're doing this is because with the hot coffee mod, you just never disabled that code to begin with. <laughs> so it was like stuff that was, well, you disabled it, but it was stuff that yeah. you didn't remove from the game. Right. With Manhunt, you all have made a clear, like you, you all made a clear effort to apply a filter on there. And the only way somebody can disable this filter is to go in and heavily mod the game. So like, and they're, they're not enabling something that you disabled. They're removing something that you added. So right. I guess with that difference, the ESRB was more like, eh, this is fine. We'll give you the M rated version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, man, manhunt too. I mean, I, I think that because it was still, about what, what three years after hot coffee or no two years that was hot coffee that was 2005 hot i believe so it would have been uh so the game came out in 2004 and then 2005 yeah. has to be when the pc build came out yeah because people found it in pc and then they were able to use hacked game saves on the ps2 and xbox versions right so this would have still this would have been two years then after hot coffee so rockstar had to be like really careful back then mm -hmm. um and hot coffee was like a serious serious problem for them i'm sure you probably know about that by now oh yeah i'm sure most people know about that but then there's also a lot of people who are you know they, they, they would have been too young to remember it and they're fans yeah. of rockstar now but you know, hearing the story for them, you know, they, they probably just some people might just think like, eh, you know, it didn't seem like it was too big of a deal. So, you know, they had a couple of meetings, but no, Sam Hauser actually had to testify in uh, yep. Washington, D.C. in front of, uh, you know, all, the, all these people because of this. And he Jeez. he mentioned, he, you know, he, he gave one of the few interviews that he's ever given. And he said it was like just one of the worst periods of his life. 
And Mm -hmm. it's understandable that like after that, especially in the wake of that, like in the first couple of years after they got to be extra careful because I know that before Rockstar used to be known as like the cool game developers and the guys who can get away with whatever. And, you know, they they do things their way. And then hot coffee happened. Then everybody had to grow up and then they had to be extra vigilant about what they were putting in these games. And so like I I think even and sorry to cut you off there, but I think even the accessibility was a big difference with that ESRB rating, too, because now I'm thinking as I said that I'm like, well, the PC version, easy to mod. Yeah. But the PS2 and Xbox versions, you could access that with a modified game. Oh, yeah. Um, So just really a, a save at that point. But the other thing was with um what was going on. Yeah, with uh, Manhunt 2 you couldn't remove those executions with a game save. You had to go in and physically, it was a lot right. harder to access those, yeah. to remove those filters. So I, I think that had some merit with it too. Definitely. I mean, I, I think that, I, I think that, um, well, you know, Rockstar, they probably would have rather have not added the filters, um, you know, if it was, if it was up to them, but the fact yep. that they went back and even made that change, they, that shows that they were taking this all pretty seriously. And mm-hmm. because they they made this game, you know, I mean, it, it had been in development. I don't even know how long it had been in development for, but I would have to assume that they probably started around maybe 2004 because Manhunt, the first Manhunt came out in 2003. I could see them maybe taking a break with that and then decide, okay, let's do a second one. And it switched studios too because, th- th- yeah, you know, that's also when uh, they like Rockstar overall, they allowed uh, they, they, they did multiple games yeah. in development. They didn't just focus on one. Right. Yeah. See, that's that's another thing of a bygone era because Rockstar, you know, they, they have Rockstar North. There's uh, there, well, there's Rockstar Lincoln, both of which are in the United Kingdom. Then you've got Rockstar New England. There's Rockstar San Diego. You know, every every like it feels like every little corner of the world has a studio by them and Mm -hmm. what it used to be was that each of these studios would be given their own tasks and oftentimes like for the for the ones that had more staff they'd be responsible for developing their own titles of course there would be input from the housers because everything that i've read about um the the housers were very much on top of these studios suggesting ideas giving them uh you know projects to work on um but back then, you know, it was so different because, you know, you had Manhunt 2 at, in development at one Rockstar studio. Then you would have GTA 4 in development at another. And then you would have the Stories games in development at another. So it was like, you know, they, they just had so much going on at once back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really incredible to think about, uh, like, all, all the, all, like, one game. At, like, there, it, there was at least, like, one or two games they would put out each year in the 2000s. We, we used to get so much out of them. That's so unreal to think about. And now it's just like, because they, I want to say they started with pretty much all hands on deck, like with, hey, we're going to focus all of our efforts onto this one game. Mm-hmm. I think that started with Grand Theft Auto V. Did it not? Or was it um, the previous game that released? Um, well, I know Grand Theft Auto V, that, that one was obviously, that was definitely an all hands on deck effort. But I mm-hmm. think Max Payne 3 close okay. to the i wouldn't be surprised if it was close to the end of max Payne 3's development that they decided to start doing that because they also had a restructuring around that time so i think i think they figured okay you know maybe let's see what we can do when we have everybody all working on the same project at once because i know that max Payne 3 that was the first game that had the um like the rockstar studios title attached to it mm-hmm. rather than being like a rockstar toronto production or yeah. Rockstar San Diego production. It was just Rockstar Studios presents. That was the first one that they that that they had that. Although I think it might have been Vancouver. Well, the former Vancouver studio 
that work mm-hmm. that did a lot of work on Max Payne three. Although before Vancouver, um, Vienna was the studio that was originally supposed to handle Max Payne three. Um, All right, and Vienna that that studio got shut down because they were also working on Manhunt two. They did a huge. They did a lot of work for Manhunt two. Uh, you know, before their studio was shut down in 2006. And they were also supposed to be handling Max Payne 3 because there was a, um, there was a, a concept artist who put some artwork on um, his portfolio. And he mentioned this artwork was done for Rockstar Games. And so people saw this and people were like, what game is this supposed to be? Because th- th- there's like nothing recognizable here. There's like a guy mm-hmm. with a gun, which could be anything. That could be Grand Theft Auto for all you know. And then there was like these these characters that he drew. There was like a butcher. There was like a guy that looked like some like stereotypical old rich guy. And so somebody reached out to him and asked him, what was this for? And he said, oh, yeah, uh, I did this for Rockstar Vienna. This was for Max Payne 3. And people were like, oh, gotcha. And because it turns out that this was all um, it, it was supposed to be set in Russia. And he he mentioned that as well. He said, yeah, this is for Max Payne 3. Uh, they said they wanted uh, like Russian characters and like a like a, a setting that that resembles Russia, I guess. So um, that was where we, we we learned from there that Max Payne three A was supposed to be set in Russia, not Brazil originally. And then B, the fact that it was a uh, it was going to be a Vienna production instead mm-hmm. of uh, I, I think it, I think it was Vancouver that was doing work on it. But Max Payne three also had like a really tough development cycle, and it was supposed to come mm-hmm. out I think in two thousand and nine. Because I know it was officially revealed in 09. Game Informer actually just tweeted about it recently. Because, uh, you know, it's been 10 years since Max Payne 3 came out. Yeah, and, yeah which we talked about before the show. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, it's been like May 2012. <laughs> it has been 10 years. I don't want to think about that. I know. It's, 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 it's really crazy to think. It's like, oh my god, I remember, you know, that was a birthday gift for me at the time. And, and it's like, oh man, this game is awesome. It, but, do you remember it came out the same day as uh, Diablo 3? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, no I remember that. Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I mean, it's it's just it's incredible thinking about how it's been that long but also one thing that i remember even going back further than that uh the reveal of max Payne 3 it was through game informer and there was like a lot of people who i remember were not happy with that reveal because you know you had the brazil setting people thought oh what's this max Payne should be in new york not in sao paulo and then you had the fact that max you know he shaved his head you know he had he had kind of a you know, John McClane. But circa I mean, for anybody who's played together. the game, it's like you see how messed up that dude's life is. Yeah, like so, he is like the 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 entire intro, which is one of the <laughs> best intros to a game that I've ever played. It's like him visiting his babies and his like his wife's grave, and he's just coming home super drunk all over the apartment and stuff. It's like yeah. it set the tone so well for the game. Like that game is a masterpiece. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's such a. I, I think it's a game that a lot of people just like wanted to write off immediately upon seeing the preview of it. Mm-hmm. And there was like, there were so many people that just thought, Oh, this isn't max Payne," But you know, at the same time, the game was still scheduled to be coming out. Cause you know, they're, they're not going to cancel a game just because people are, are not happy with the way that it looks, mm-hmm. but the game did get delayed. Uh, Cause that, that was, uh, I think it was either, I think it was February or March of 2009 that they made that reveal. And then it's, it was scheduled, I think, for fall of 2009. It never ended up coming out in the fall of 2009. So then mm-hmm. people were thinking, like, okay, is this going to be 2010 release? 2010 came and went. No Max Payne 3. Then 2011. 
No Max Payne 3. Then I think it was, well, actually, I think it was late 2011 when they finally announced Max Payne 3 scheduled for March of 2012. Then March of 2012 didn't even happen, and it was May of 2012. But they, like, there was such a huge delay of that game. And um, from what I remember hearing, it did, it had a very troubled development, uh, which is a shame because then the fact that, you know, it sold all right at the time, but yeah, I was going to say it, it sold, it, it sold. Okay. Yeah. But it was like not to rock star standards. No, <laughs> like if, if it was a game by like, let's say like volition, it probably would have been considered a success, but mm-hmm. because it was rock star because people held rock star in such high regard, even back then, uh, it was seen as like a commercial failure just within its first we- month. Which is a shame because like it still sold like well, like not like rock star numbers well, yeah. but it still sold well. Like the campaign was incredible. The multiplayer component was fantastic on oh, it. Like yeah. it's not a bad game, like at all. That's a fantastic no. game. Yeah, no, that game was that, that game was amazing. I, I freaking loved it when it came out. I was playing it every day. Max Payne 3 was like my summer of 2012. I just <laughs> uh, like I, I would get on that. I wanted to finish the story, played it as much as I could. You know, when I had the time to be able to play it. And then uh, my friends all had the game, too. So it's like, cool, let's get online. And that multiplayer was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly think that that was, um, I want to say that was probably the most fun multiplayer experience that Rockstar has ever made. I'm not a fan of GTA Online, so I know there's going to be people who disagree with me on that. And people are going to say, oh, GTA Online is much better. But I, I seriously think Max Payne 3 was like the peak. People, uh, would, would you, you'd even rank it above uh, like Grand Theft Auto 4's online? Uh, yeah, I mean, because okay. because GTA Four, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the multiplayer for that, but it was very bare bones, and you could tell that it was their first time ever implementing something like that yeah. officially. Because you know, you and you had like MT, you had Multi Theft Auto, and you had SAMP it, before that, but that was all fan made. It was and Grand Theft Auto Four's online. It wasn't. Um, I mean, it had like you know Deathmatch and some other yeah. stuff on there. But I remember, <clears throat> correct me if I'm or like, well, not even wrong thing. But it's like, let me know if this was how it was for you. But it seemed like my friend group, the thing that like they enjoyed the most, which nothing wrong with this, is like they pretty much kind of made their own game out of it. It was like, hey, we're going to start a private match, just have a complete open city lobby, and we're just going to mess around with the entirety of Liberty City. And like friends would do that for hours every single day and they just they again they they didn't do any of the death match team death match capture the flag racing they did maybe some racing here and mm-hmm. there but they really just made their own game out of the multiplayer that was exactly what we did i mean mm-hmm. i remember a couple times going into public lobbies and public matches and um a lot of the times you would come across very toxic people and i was like okay forget this this is like not worth it but <laughs> mm-hmm. you also you know, like like if you if you had if you have friend you know if you have friends you add them on Xbox, uh, or at least for me I was on Xbox and you know some people on PlayStation, uh, and then you had the PC version as well. But whatever, whatever platform you were on, you know you you have your circle of friends. You get on, you get into Liberty City. You have the free mode, and it's a private free mode, so nobody's going to join. And you just explore. You find stuff to do. You can come up yep. with your own death matches. You, you could just like kill each other. And and then, you know, there's no there's no scoring system. There's no points. You don't have to worry about like your kill death ratio or anything like that. And and that was a lot of fun. You know, what we used to do, too. And I remember this is something that uh, that, that my friends had, had come up with. And this was like such a such an awesome idea. And, and I wish that we could get on and, and play GTA 4 multiplayer again. 
but uh back then i mean we had a couple i think it's still up by the way oh it it is still up uh on xbox it's still up at least yes i remember pc i think that i don't think that's that's uh that's up anymore but i know for sure on xbox on xbox it still is mm-hmm. um yeah unfortunately and, and I my just, friends don't have an xbox so i'm, I'm screwed there oh man because uh, i was gonna say uh from what i saw even recently kind of in the modding communities and such people are like on the 360 and i guess ps3 as well too people are at there's now like a resurgence not like tons and tons of people but there's a lot more people than have been in previous years on grand theft auto 4 online yeah just because Grand Theft Auto 5's online has shut down on the 360 and PS3, but they never shut yeah. down 4. No, no, 4's was never, uh, 4's is still up and running for uh, for most platforms, I think, which is great. I mean, I, and I, mm-hmm. I hope that they decide to keep those up still. But, I mean, I, I think that even though there was not as much to really do in that free mode, the beautiful thing about it is that you make up your own fun. Um, yeah. Like my, my friends, they came up with this game where uh you know like, let's say let's say you have four players so they'd split into, into teams of two so you have two people on each team and uh one team would turn off their heads up display so turn off the radar just just make sure you know just going completely blind so all you have is just like the screen itself no hud the other team would have the heads up display and they would all scatter everybody would everybody would separate from each other and the people without the heads-up display with no radar, they would have to get from point A to point B while hiding from the people who are tracking them. So it's almost, like a, it's, it's almost like a spy game in a way. And I think, I think at one point we even called it like spy. We even called it spies. And, That's um, awesome. And, and, and the, the, the really cool thing about it, too, is that if you, were, you, know, you turn off the, um, you know, the, the little markers where you know, if somebody gets close to you and you see their name, turn that off. And if you drive carefully, you could blend in with traffic. So you could be oh following somebody and they don't even know it. Or you could get a helicopter, fly all the way up in the air. And now you're, you're basically flying around. You're, you're like the FBI tracing mm-hmm. somebody in a helicopter. And That's then, amazing. And then, and then you wait to ambush them. And if the ambush is successful, then the, the, the team that's supposed to be like the spies or whoever they win. If it's not successful, you know, you'll still have weapons like the... The people without the heads-up display, you'd still make sure they're armed to the teeth. They're going to have assault rifles, uh, grenade launchers, stuff like that. So, you know, they're not going to be easy to kill. But you have that's why you have to surprise them. And that was a lot of fun back then. Mm-hmm. That, that was the game that we came up with. Now... It- do you uh i I was thinking on this because there was uh because you know how it is like back then or like i was i was a teenager back then of course my friends were teenagers but it's like we were like buying and selling games and stuff and like sometimes we would like buy and sell the same damn game like it's (laughs) like oh i need some money or i'm tired of this and then like i'm gonna rebuy it i uh, i was working at a game shop at the time and i remember uh one of my friends at the time he wanted grand Theft Auto 4 so i was like you know I'll, yeah. I'll buy it for you on discount and he was like call me he's like dude hey can you make sure it's complete like it, it, the manual everything and the map i need the map on that i was like dude i got you don't worry and he the map was very useful don't get me wrong but yeah. it wasn't him just being picky it's that, like when i went to his place later he literally he took the map out and he like to, he because he had a gaming chair his yeah. tv was in front of him and then to the left of him he had a small bookshelf and he taped the map to the bookshelf because he was playing this every day doing like the free mode on there <laughs> and he actually needed to reference the map oh yeah no i i framed my map like back then because i was a teenager oh, a too idea. i was a teenager too and i remember originally i had it like just taped on the wall and that was also gonna be like right next to my tv and so i would check it because you know when the game came out you know it's liberty city but even though 
you know, it, it was a new Liberty City. So it wasn't the same one from GTA 3. So it's like, okay, we got to get used to this, basically a new city now. So mm-hmm. I would reference to it sometimes. I'd say, okay, let me look up, see where this is. Um, and then, of course, you know, you have the in-game map as well that you could cross-reference that with. So it was really nice that they were, that, that Rockstar would, uh, would include this stuff. And yeah. one day, one of my parents just said to me, you know, why don't we just frame that if you want to keep that up? Because I think they even thought, wow, that's really cool that they give you. That's um, a cool idea for a parent to have. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and then they then because I would collect other rock star titles as well. And mm-hmm. after a while, they, they started to become familiar with that. And it's like, OK, we, we know you get the rock star game. And I remember like I would get it for either for my birthday or Christmas. And I would take out the poster, like the poster for Red Dead Redemption and then the one for uh, episodes in Liberty City. And like, I, I remember my parents just thought, huh, that is so neat that they that they include that with uh, with these games because, you know, they don't play games and they didn't understand much of it. But to them, it's like, wow, this looks really cool. This is like quality stuff that they're giving with these uh, with these games now, because to, the, to them, I mean, like my father, for instance, I remember he used to he used to really think that like Grand Theft Auto was just, you know, you do nothing but just be evil constantly. And then yeah, after yeah. a while, I think he warmed up to it. I think because um, one of my uncles, he was also playing Grand Theft Auto. He was playing Vice City. And I think he, my, my dad might have seen my uncle playing that. And he realized, oh, wow, this is like uh, this is like Miami Vice. I used to watch that show. And it's like Miami Vice and Scarface. <laughs> so it's not, you know, the, the, the whole goal, like the game, you don't boot up the game and then it tells you kill 100 people. It's nothing like that. Well, unless you're doing like a rampage. Oh, mission. yeah, that, that's different. Which, funny <laughs> enough, they, they got rid of the rampages, I think, in, they did. in GTA 4. That 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 was something they decided to not include. Um, yep. And I, yep. I, I can't help but wonder if they thought either, um, maybe they thought it wouldn't suit Nico's character to do, because that was, a, that was the reason for why a lot of stuff from previous Grand Theft Autos wasn't there, or... If because with the new physics that they added to GTA four, I mean, like, like, let's say, you know, in GTA four, if you hit somebody with your car, it looks like disturbingly realistic. Uh, yeah. Maybe they thought as well. It Wasn't doesn't that the look one where so you would just like go flying out of your car as well, too. Yeah, that too. OK, yeah. I remember that. That annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's funny the first like one or two times. I'm just like, Damn it. OK, I hit this at like 20 miles an hour. Why? Like, Nico, put on your seatbelt. <laughs> He's got an ejector seat in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But I mean, so part of me was wondering it now if if maybe it's not just due to um, deciding what is what makes sense for Nico to do, but also if, if it's going to be too disturbing or if it's something that they feel could get them into serious trouble. Because remember, like, I, like we mentioned earlier with Manhunt 2, you got the wake of hot coffee. Everybody was looking at them with an electron microscope now. So mm-hmm. they had to be super careful. So maybe they thought, okay, letting the player go on like random massacres where they're actually rewarded for this is something that we should not encourage anymore. Like, you know, they're not going to strip your ability to do it, but, you know, they're not going to tell you they're not going to give you instructions like like uh, like waste 20 gang members with a flamethrower. And there wasn't even a flamethrower in GTA. Especially wasn't it like that's when I think like Jack Thompson was the one who's going around saying, oh, this is a murder simulator. (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. Yep, the murder simulator talk you had. Um, I mean, you had Jack Thompson. You had all, all kinds of figures that were out there. But he was like the most prominent one. Well, him him, and I think Hillary Clinton, which is funny because Hillary Clinton actually ended up in GTA 4. She's the Statue of Liberty's face or the Statue oh, of Oh, yeah, Liberty, that's how, that's how I that, I just know her of the Statue of Liberty in yeah. GTA 4. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, holding, a, holding a coffee or, cup, or of course. Is it, isn't she uh, – no, isn't it called the Statue of Happiness in there? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah okay, the there Statue of Happiness. And, uh, you know, because the Grand Theft Auto 
universe, it's it's like a parody of our real world. It so is, yes. everything is a joke. Everything is some kind of commentary on something. And with the Statue of Liberty, they call it the Statue of Happiness. And of course, face is Hillary Clinton, and she is holding instead of a torch, she's got a coffee cup. Yep. So you, you automatically yeah. know what that's supposed to be a reference to. As as I talk about this, it's just like, oh yeah, I have more and more appreciation for these games. Just like the the, the the love that went into them. That's awesome. Oh yeah, there was there, there was so much love that went into those games. It's so much detail. It's insane. I mean, there there's still mm-hmm. things that like people are able to find to this day that they didn't even know about. Like I remember I was streaming GTA Four on its uh, anniversary, which was last month, and and this is just something really simple. But I was at the bowling alley. Because, of course, you know, you got to go to the bowling alley in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, cousin, let's go bowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sacral, but I don't want to go fucking bowling. Oh, I'm my just God, thinking I about that, that, that video. Grand Theft Auto awesome 4. I yeah. remember that, too. But, you know, the, the game, you know, they instru- well, the funny thing about that, too, like, I got more calls for Roman to play pool than anything. Yeah, it was always bowling for me. You well, yeah, no, I I remember the, the you know he he would always want to go go play pool with me, but the game still makes you go bowling because there's a mission early in the game that. where you have to go on a date with somebody, and it's like it's like oh let's go to the bowling alley, and he goes like okay, and then you know you go there, and I uh, of course I got into a fight along the way, so <laughs> these guys were beating the crap out of me. I ran into the bowling alley. And now I knew this, but people who were watching didn't know this. There's actually a burger shot in the bowling alley. And, you know, burger shot, that's the, hmm. that's the Grand Theft Auto equivalent of Burger King. There's, yes, a, bur- yes. there's a burger shot in the bowling alley, and it's not marked on the map. But you can actually go there and buy food and replenish your health. It's just something that they never, you know, they, they, it's just there for players to use. But mm-hmm. it was nothing that they actually say, like, hey, go to this location, do this. It's just there. And yeah. people were commenting saying like, oh, my God, I didn't know that was there. And they've been playing for like 14 years. There's even another um, burger joint that's like nearby there. It's like a stand. Um, and I, I remember the first time I found it, like I crashed a motorcycle and I, I like my, I, you know, Nico landed right next to it. And I was like, hey, there's an NPC standing inside of this, um, this, this like tiny little building. It's supposed to be like based on one of those like a like a like a, you know, the carnivals at like Coney Island in New York. And yeah. I was like, there's an NPC standing in there. That's weird. I've never seen that. And I walked up to it and it's like, press left bumper to, to buy a burger for $1. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I didn't know that was there. <laughs> so there's just so much stuff yeah, that, just, that, that's in these just games. Just a lot of stuff that's like, it doesn't come up on the map marker or anything and it doesn't no. direct you there. It's just you kind of need to just experience it or see the context with it. Exactly. Like, I, I still think to a much, much lesser extent, I'm thinking like Grand Theft Auto 3 with the Marty Chonks missions where it's like you hear the telephone and you can see it, but it yeah. never shows up on the map. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just like these little things that are there for the player to discover on their own, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing that I that I've realized about Grand Theft Auto is that the missions themselves, um, they tell they give you explicit instructions on what to do. It's not like Metal Gear Solid, where if you're not paying attention to the cutscene, you're going to be completely lost as to what to do with Grand or Theft Auto. Or if you Auto, don't have the, uh, the, the, the CD case. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the back flip. of the CD case for the exactly. for the frequency but with uh with grand theft auto like they'll tell you go to this intersection you know, like in the cutscene, you'll hear the characters talking they say go to this intersection you know find this guy and talk to him but you know after the cutscene ends then you get the the text at the bottom of the screen that gives you those instructions again so the missions themselves are, are pretty easy to follow but mm-hmm. in game itself like in the open world it's it's literally just a playground for you to explore and there, there's all kinds of stuff 
that you could find for yourself and and um you know whether it's side activities or even if it's just like things to things to see you know you're, you're basically like a tourist in this virtual mm-hmm. world yeah and, and and you gotta love it like that <laughs> I just I love stuff like that. It's yeah. great. And I feel like that's still I almost feel like that's still there with the newer games, but it, it's maybe less of an extent on there. It's um, it feels like there's more of a hyper realism I get with the newer stuff. Mm. And then even so, because I didn't I didn't play that much of Red Dead Redemption 2. Honestly, I guess I'm not into that world as much. But yeah. even um, Grand Theft Auto 3, I'm just not, not 3, 5. I'm just thinking of how like I remember like that felt like a living breathing city where i was just mind blown by uh the first few days i got it i remember i was like driving around um los santos yeah and there was some random it, it just seemed so real with this right. like there was a neighborhood i drove into and there was a cul-de-sac and at the end of the cul-de-sac there were a bunch of houses that were you know in various forms of development and there was just like a group of people there with like a boom box just having a party drinking beer and stuff and i'm like this is like this is cool just how like natural and real this is and yeah. it's not even that that's I wonder it's not lost, but maybe just we're kind of tired of it in a way because Grand Theft Auto 5, it's it's not a bad game at all. It really no. isn't. But no, we've not. had it so many times now at this point. There's <laughs> yeah. just some fatigue now with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the I think part of the issue with GTA 5 is that it's just been there for so long now. It's mm-hmm. it, it it just won't go away, and a lot of people are now like, "Where's GTA Six? You know, when, when are they going to do another one?" And I've yeah. even seen now that like major like outlets, like news, like like IGN and a couple others, I think. Well, IGN for sure. I, I I've I was listening to this video that they put out, and um, it, it was a preview for the new Saints Row, and mm. at the right at the beginning, one of their hosts said. Well, you know, over at Rockstar, they released uh, Grand Theft Auto V again, and they were very sarcastic <laughs> about saying it, too. And and it's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe... Like, now major outlets are turning on Rockstar. They, I'm sure they're aware of this, but um, I, I, think that, I think that we've just had the game for so long that um, people have gotten tired of it. People got tired of it quicker than with previous ones. I mean, like, GTA IV has, so, has such a huge, like, uh, like a, a strong fan base still. GTA yeah, 5 does. and and GTA 5 that that's still like not my favorite Grand Theft Auto. Um mm-hmm. like and like you said it's not a bad game at all and I'm not going to no, I'm not, not going for for I'm, anybody who says if there if someone's here yeah. and there's like oh it's a really shitty game it's like it's not no. it really isn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean it, it's not a, it's not a bad game at all. It's just not my favorite game and it's definitely not my favorite Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, now, and I think kind of collectively just kind of a thing of like, oh, okay, we've had it a few times now because like we've we've had it on on three different generations yeah. of consoles at this point. And it's like, okay, that's fine, but we don't have any other Grand Theft Autos. Like I'm kind of here, I'm kind of excluding like, you know, the definitive edition. On oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think I think I think it's safe to exclude the definitive edition. That's yeah. Um, let's 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 just like I don't even know what the hell went wrong with that. I mean, it's just that just felt like a a whole host of different things that that, that I went wrong. I just knew what I know we were saying we we're going to exclude it, but it's like it, it just I knew it was going to be bad when it's like you know you have the original games which that's fine, yeah. and then you give them to this company who then ports them to mobile ports, and the mobile ports are known to be bad. <laughs> it's not a secret, even if you don't know what to look for, you just play them. They don't play right. They feel bad. They are not great. Yeah. And then as opposed to going back to like the originals, they then take the mobile ports and they port them to the newer systems. So. 
it's like, all right, you you do not have a good foundation to start uh, uh, with at all. No. And I mean, I, I remember because um, because I had I, I had learned a lot about the the whole development of those original mobile ports for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, particularly from mm-hmm. uh, working with Vadim M. Uh, and getting to getting to do the narration for that, that that was a serious educational experience on on exactly what went wrong with these games. And I'm I'm thinking like, oh my god, you know how how is it that all this stuff is like missing? All this stuff is messed up. I mean, I was actually thinking about this last night. Funny enough, um, in uh, in in you know, I think this this occurred in the original mobile port of San Andreas as well. There was this issue with uh, CJ. So you know, in, in San Andreas, that game. Like one one of the one of the really cool things that game had was that uh, you could work out and you could build up yes. muscle for CJ, or mm-hmm. you could go to Cluck and Bell and just eat everything in sight and he'll gain weight. Now, mm-hmm. in the original PS2, Xbox, and PC versions of that game, uh, depending on what CJ's build was like, uh, he would have like a different idle animation or like a different uh, a different way of standing, basically. Because yeah. you know they have to account for the fact that he's got more, he's got a bigger belly, or that he's got more muscle. But in um, you know in this new edition of the game, well, you know at the time it would have been a new edition, it would have been like the tenth anniversary. Uh, that wasn't present, so you had like CJ's arms just like clipping through his body, and he's mm-hmm. holding his, his shoulders for some reason look just like slightly squished in, and it looked really awkward. Then you had the issue of all these gaps that were in vehicles. And it's like, how did this stuff go unnoticed? And then um, how long has this been out for and it's not been patched yet? So it really mm-hmm. it makes you realize there's like there's some serious quality control issues there. Yeah. And it, and it feels like the mobile ports, there just wasn't care put into them. But then you take the mobile ports, which is not a good foundation, you use them for definitive. And with definitive, like I, I've played through three, I've played through San Andreas, I'm like halfway through Vice City, and it's you can tell the games are unfinished. Like yeah. that's what it is. It they they are unfinished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, well, you know, the the first bad sign for the definitive edition was when. Uh, you know, I can't remember what came first, actually. I don't know if we got the screenshots first or if we found out who was developing it first. I think we found out who was developing it first. Then that was the first bad sign, because I remember when it said uh, Grove Street Games on there, and I thought, uh-oh, Grove Street Games, that, <laughs> that, that was the studio formerly known as Wardrum. They were mm-hmm. the ones that did that really messed up Port of San Andreas, which, by the way, they, they, they've done this, you know, they've had a habit of doing this because the mobile port was the one that was made first. That was in 2014, I believe. No, actually, it was 2013. Uh, the mobile port for San Andreas came out in 2013. Then around 2014 or 2015, that got ported to the PS3 and Xbox 360. Yep. And bear in mind, they ported a mobile game to the consoles. Yeah. Uh, and yes. it, was a, it was a mobile port of what was originally a console game. And it begs the question, why didn't they just work with the original console edition so they, they've already done that in the past then when mm-hmm. we find out oh they're they're working on uh they're working on this wait they're they're working on this remaster now or the this the so-called remake whatever this definitive edition was supposed to be because a lot of people i think were thinking these were going to be like mafia definitive edition that these were mm-hmm. going to be brand new editions of the same games on a on a newer engine well you know i mean i know that unreal was i guess unreal counts as a newer engine but still yeah. People thought it was just going to be built from the ground up, not 
old code from 20 years ago poured into a new engine and uh given like horrific graphics Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and like you said they're unfinished i mean when i played that game when i I started with uh grand theft auto 3 and luckily i i got super lucky with this it was a day that i had off and it was booked off months in advance i didn't even know that i was going to be having that day (laughs) and so it was just like the perfect storm to get up and to get and stream it and um i i remember going through this and i was just thinking I feel like I'm playing um, like a, like an early build of a game. Like this, yeah. this does not feel finished. You know, I, I, there was so much stuff that I found on my own just from playing the game. And it's like, I feel like I'm a QA tester playing this. I, I remember. Uh, so when it came out, I was visiting my girlfriend and um, it was, I've told this story in a video, but it was pretty much like, the day we said because we were just like hey you know let's just like hang out and like play our games because like definitive edition just dropped like grand theft auto 3 is my all-time favorite game uh some animal crossing dlc just dropped so she was excited to try that so like we're on the couch she's playing animal crossing in portable mode i'm playing uh grand theft auto on the again i'm playing it on the switch but like i'm playing it on the tv and i was like man i was i knew it was going to be a disaster but like (laughs) i was excited so she's even telling me she's like dude you got to calm down a little bit you got to calm down and i'm it's bad when again this is my all-time favorite game and i i played it for about two hours straight and she asked me like near the end she's like so how is it? And I, I couldn't give her an answer. Like I just, I sat there. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, is, like, or, yeah. It, Cause I, I guess I felt like it, it is something that resembles Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> and I have played Grand Theft Auto 3 on PC on very low spec, bad configurations uh-huh. before, but like it's, it's something that resembles it, <laughs> but it needs a lot of work. So I just, it, it had me speechless at that point. Like when you're asking me, how is it? And I'm like, I don't know how to answer this question. No, no. I mean, I, I, I know how you feel there. I mean, I, I once played GTA four on a laptop and that was a better experience than oh, Grand God. Theft Auto three on a PlayStation four, which by the way, I mean, I, I I'm lucky actually, cause I, I have the original uh, editions of those games downloaded on my PS4. Ooh, nice. And, See, I never did that, but I have yeah. them physically at least. <clears throat> well, it's good, good. Hold on to those. I mean, I, I have them yes. physically as well on Xbox. I have the Xbox editions, which unfortunately are not backwards compatible on Series X, and I doubt they're going to do that because it seemed like Rockstar decided that uh, these definitive editions are going to be the end-all to be-all and the only yes. editions that anybody yeah. will play. I don't know why they decided to take down... Actually, no, I, I know why. It's it's like they knew that they were going to be bad, so they thought, okay, uh, we're not... You know, we want to charge full price for these. These are going to be 60 bucks, not $15, which, uh, you, know, like, you know, like the previous ones, so get rid of those and here's, just have here, the... You know, make people pay full price for a broken product, basically. Here's the thing, though, man. I I, I, I kind of believe you on that, but I'm like, I don't think they thought they would be this bad. You don't think so? Like, I don't think they thought it... I think they thought it would be, like, not great, but yeah. not awful, like, to this extent, where it's like, oh, we, like, just published, like, like beta builds, very beta, beta <laughs> builds onto our production network on accident. You know, I, th- that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I, I wish we knew what was really going on at Rockstar because part of me, like, like I was saying before, part of me was thinking maybe they, they realized these were going to be bad and they were kind of bracing themselves. But 
like you said, there's entirely a chance they might not have known how bad it was going to be. But then it's like, well, especially because was... it wasn't under their house. It was under right. um, Grove Street. Yeah. But here's the thing. You think there was still been some oversight there. You think that they would have had people checking up on them, making sure that things are going smoothly. Actually, no. USA Today, they uh, they published an article where there was a producer at Rockstar, like a Rockstar employee who was supposed to be monitoring Grove Street Games on the progress of the development of this. So it begs the question, like, like where's the chain of command in all this? Have, How many people are, are aware of what was going on with this? Have you ever watched the show Silicon Valley? I have not. Okay, uh, fantastic show. For anyone who has not seen it, definitely recommend it. But at one point, um, the big company, Hooli, which is like the equivalent of Google in this fictional universe, even though Google exists, but right. point is just think of it like Google here. Okay. Um, they are working on releasing this product. And pretty much the CEO, he's like, hey, okay, cool. So we're, we're on board for like a month from now. Awesome. And there is this chain of command where it's like, hey, like one person says to another, hey, is this done yet? It's like, no, we are we are so behind. It's like, mm. oh crap! Well, I I can't tell the CEO that. And like the <laughs> second guy goes to these others. He's like, hey, I'm waiting on this thing. Is this done? It's like, no, we're months behind on that. Well, are you going to tell him? No, I'm not going to tell him. Well, I'm not going to tell him either. And it was just like this this giant chain of command of like it was so much more unfinished than everybody would have thought. <laughs> but they they didn't they didn't let the CEO know, so yep. they went live with a very broken product. Ah. And you see that actually makes a lot of sense. I I could totally see that being the the case then. Um you know, I mean, with with Rockstar nowadays, uh, I I think that there's just like you know, so many people that are working there. I mean, because they've got like what almost three thousand employees, and even up at the top, to even up at the top, there's so much that they've probably got on their plate. So it's yeah. just a case of like, all right, yeah, that, that, they'll handle it. That, that's okay. And then of course, people are probably not going to be too uh, keen on wanting to explain to the big boss, hey, this is really messed up. We can't release this in this state. Um, mm-hmm. and no, nobody wants to get chewed out, of course, or something like that. But I would imagine that when the game got released in that state anyway, people were probably getting chewed out. There had to have been. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah. Know, you know that somebody was getting screamed and, at. And you're saying that, like, uh, Rockstar is about 3,000 employees strong, and, like, I believe yeah. that. But Grove Street Games, th- there's not that many employees. Oh, there. no, there's, like, 20 people, if that. It's it's a pretty small. And, and then it's like, that's horrifying to think, like, they were probably on a super, like, tight schedule, like, yeah. barely enough time. And you, you put 20 employees on three games. Uh-huh. Three games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it just, see, here's the thing. You know, I, I there. I think there's a lot of blame to go around for why the definitive edition turned out the way it was. I don't think it's entirely the fault of one group or another. I think that, I think that really, it's it's just multiple different parties that were involved with this, both at Grove mm-hmm. Street and at Rockstar. I think that I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what Rockstar would have been thinking if they thought that a small, a very small studio that only has experience with mobile titles. I don't know why they would have thought that they would be capable of handling such a big project. Now, at the same time, that's not to say that maybe the management over at that studio might have bit off more they could chew, because maybe they're thinking Rockstar might acquire us after this. Maybe we could actually mm-hmm. be a part of Rockstar Studios, and that's going to be a great thing for us. And then, uh, you know, they're, they're thinking of, you know, they're thinking of much different things. And then you've got the people that are actually there doing the work, doing the programming and the development on this. Um, one thing that I remember... I think that I think this is with the Switch version. Vadim talked about this on Twitter. 
um, there was uh, there, there was like a lot of files that were leaked about this that, yes. that showed yes. multiple comments from the people that were working on it, like and they're and they're airing their frustrations within this <laughs> uh, within this uh, this build. And I mean, you know, they're, they're leaving these comments swearing in them and and saying things like well i don't know how they were supposed to do this originally and i don't know what they were thinking when they made it like this so i didn't know about that then the comments i did not know i knew that there was a bunch of leftover dev files that shouldn't have been there but i didn't know that the the comments were in there yeah he he put the i remember he put comments on uh on on twitter where uh you, you just have these employees that were like not happy with uh with what with what was going on and so it really um you know, it really just goes to show that this was not, you know, they, they were they were not the right studio, I think, to be able to handle any not kind of. I don't understand. Like I said, I don't understand what rocks. Oh no, actually, I think I might have a guess as to what they were thinking. Money. It was probably a really Absolutely. cheap studio to outsource to. So yep. rather than money, ra- and they didn't give them enough time either, because oh, even no. the, the rollout was weird too. Because like you know, with Rockstar, typically they will announce their games like years in advance, and oh like, yeah. Credit to them when their games drop, like aside from, okay, aside from Grand Theft Auto Online and Red Dead Online, when their games drop, like they're not broken. They're working fine. They're going to have some glitches and stuff, but they're working fine. Yeah. But when it comes to uh, this here, I thought it was very weird. We're like, first of all, it leaked out multiple (laughs) ways, which that is very abnormal for this. And then when it was announced, it's like, oh, that's coming out in a in a few months wait what uh-huh. like what's like this is not rockstar's thing they the rockstar's a type of company they will like they, they have no issue announcing something and releasing it four years later <laughs> exactly it, it seemed so strange at the time and mm-hmm. i remember a lot of people were were really excited thinking because it has the definitive edition label attached to it people were fresh off of mafia definitive edition so people mm-hmm. then started saying oh man this is going to be in, in it's going to be built in rage probably and it's going to look like GTA 5 or Red Dead 2 and we're going to have like all all these insane details with these old games and then then you know we started seeing the uh the screenshots and then you realize uh this is looking kind of weird i mean you have mm-hmm. the, the the one that i'll never forget the the ones they released of Vice City where you have uh Tommy Versetti you know the protagonist of the game one oh, of you're them, talking about where he was real fat yeah i mean well and he's like <laughs> he's like wearing this he's wearing this sweatshirt which almost looks like some kind of sci-fi uh outfit that he's wearing i mean somebody somebody almost said it looks like a like star trek body armor or something it just looks huh. so odd and and what it was was originally like in the original game it was supposed to be a track suit but for some reason oh okay in the okay. definitive edition they never actually added like a zipper, so now he's just wearing like this this really thick looking like I don't know like a space suit almost. See, I'm sorry, I was thinking of the screenshots where it's like he's on the phone and he's looking like 50 oh no that heavier. too that too. Yeah. I mean like just really bad angles altogether. And then and then even in that like I don't know if it was actually that shot, but I know for sure in that cutscene when he's on the phone at the beginning, and you you could take a look at like some of the details on his shirt. And you could see under his shirt, and it's just not textured whatsoever. And it's like that's huh. a really odd detail for a Rockstar game for them to not, you know, for for them to sort of forget about this or for them to gloss over that. Then, and, and I think I think the big problem because we keep saying this too, it was technically not really a Rockstar game. It was published oh, by them, yeah. but it was not developed by them. <laughs> no, no, that was uh, that <laughs> that was a Grove Street production there. And then mm-hmm. and then you have. Um, another screenshot that i remember also of vice city same pose same location 
uh, as as that one where he's wearing like that that space uh, sweater, and he's holding a gun, and for some reason his like his his thumb is like twisted backwards, and it's like that's also a really odd detail. What's going on there? And mm-hmm. the funny thing was that for Vice City, a lot of those screenshots they released. They were all taken in the same exact place. Like they weren't showing off the whole city. And it's like that there's something wrong there too, because it's like, what does the rest of the map look like if if they're only showing us like the 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 hotel that he starts off at at the beginning? So it's yep. like this, it's like something's not right here. Then yep. the game comes out and it's like, uh oh, this is this is not right at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But and that that's why it's like again from that whole reveal just felt off to me. Meanwhile, with uh, Grand Theft Auto Six, it's like okay, there hasn't been like an official official announcement, no. but it's been in a thing of like I think there was like a either I want to say it was an interview where one of the higher ups pretty much says like oh yeah we're working on Grand Theft Auto Six right now yeah and like something like that 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 is a total rock star thing like yeah it's not like an official reveal but it's like oh yeah they just confirmed it right there and it's not going to be coming out for years and years but right. we know it's in development like that is something i would expect more than just hey here's a trailer here's screenshots coming out in three months to be fair though i even thought that was kind of a strange way of announcing things like i, I get that it's it's totally a rock star thing to just say that they're working on this thing and then it's not going to come out for years but mm-hmm. um it, it was i will agree a- that it yeah. was odd, but it was more akin to Rockstar. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a little closer to what they do, but it was still kind of strange because it's like the the fact that they just it, it was it was dropped in this um it was like a blog post I think or, or something on it, there might have been an interview with it with with one of the higher ups, but um they the, the title yeah. of this post or of this article had nothing to do with Grand Theft Auto Six. It was just about mm-hmm. GTA Five. I think they were trying to build up hype for um for the you know the 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 former the edition formerly known as expanded enhanced because they stopped calling yeah that. and now it's just grand <laughs> theft auto 5 yeah again and and i think i honestly think part of this was damage control after the definitive edition mm-hmm. um and they just they randomly placed in the middle of this article oh yeah the next grand theft auto is being worked on we're just we're you know that'll be shown off when it's ready but mm-hmm. historically like gta 4 was had a had a reveal like they showed off the old logo, it wasn't the final logo, but it was the old logo that was shown off, I believe, at E3 in 2006. And yes. that was uh, Peter Moore, I believe, who had a it, tattoo. Didn't he have the tattoo? Yes, yeah. he had the tattoo. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That and Halo yeah. 3 were both tattooed on his arm. Then you had Grand Theft Auto Five, which... Oh, and by the way, GTA 4, they had a website ready to go. It was a simple website. It wasn't the full thing, but still, it had an official place on, you know, within their network or within their, uh, within their own site. Then you had mm-hmm. GTA 5, which had a tweet they tweeted hashtag gta5 i think and then it was a link to the website and there was a countdown for the trailer i know still uh, with the whole tweet uh that's how kendrick lamar just like announced his album recently yeah i mean well hey twitter's a a powerful platform now and uh, yeah i I think it was like if you're unfamiliar with that one and and sorry just like (laughs) real quick here he pretty much like there was somebody who tweeted something like yeah kendrick lamar's like he he kind of just died off after his last album (laughs) and then he just took that and quote treat tweeted it and he's like hey new album coming out this is the date (laughs) Uh (laughs) yeah and you see that's the thing like rockstar could do that they they could just tweet out like they could tweet the number six and immediately everybody's gonna freak out it's probably gonna break twitter if they do that Mm-hmm. But the fact that they were so like, um, 
you know, they, they were they, they they like almost avoided saying anything about it, and it was kind of included at the end, all the way down, a couple paragraphs down in this article that had nothing to do with it originally. That was what struck me as odd. But hey, you know, that's their way of announcing this. So more power to them. It's still got a lot of people excited. I remember thinking like, wow, the Grand Theft Auto Six is a thing. I mean, I'm sure. You know, Rockstar, they're, they're not just sitting around twiddling their thumbs all day. They're they're obviously working on the next Grand Theft Auto, but it just felt weird to hear it even I, being acknowledged by them. I was going to say, if they're doing any sort of work aside from, I mean, with an actual game, it would be Grand Theft Auto 6, but I believe any other dev work would be working on Grand Theft Auto Online and Red oh, Dead yeah. Online. Well, Red Dead Online, I'm yeah. not even sure. I just hear bad things about it, but yeah. it's like... Even with the whole, when Red Dead Redemption 2 was in development, the only things that were being worked on were Red Dead 2 and Grand Theft Auto Online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So, I, I I mean, Online is definitely taking up um, a lot of their, um, well, GTA Online specifically is taking up a lot of, you know, work. But even then, that's that's also not going to be the entirety of Rockstar that's working on the online mode either. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still a, a major part of them now, and it's amazing that it's become a major part of them now. I mean, I, I they've even said I don't like how it's become a major part. Yeah, of no, them I, I I don't like it either. <laughs> but it's unfortunate that it has become a major part. And I mean, to a lot of people now, Grand Theft Auto Online is Grand Theft Auto. That's yes. the first thing they think of. They think, you know, they don't think of um, you know a, a thrilling single player story. They're not thinking of. Um, you know, the, the characters, well, in some cases they are, but it's also not like a huge part of the base anymore. I don't think I'm thinking that a lot of it now really is people who want to get on, do these missions where they mess around with their friends, perform the heists and, um, you know, just do all that stuff because now that that's, that, that has to be what makes up the majority of their, um, their, their revenue now. You know, oh, yeah. the shark card sales and also people buying GTA 5 just for the online mode. I mean, how many people who are buying GTA 5 now are even touching the story? Uh, I'm sure not many. <laughs> I mean, I'm even thinking way back when it grand. It wasn't nearly that big, but no. I do remember with uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 um, near the end, like the last few years, there were a lot of people who were picking it up just to play the multiplayer. Like they did not yeah. touch the single player, which to yeah. me is crazy. But like, that's how it was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, like, 10 years ago, you know, like in the era of GTA 4, uh, you ha- you also had Call of Duty, which was very popular. Call of mm-hmm. Duty, that was something where I, I remember in high school, that was that was huge. But people wouldn't oh, yeah. talk much about the story of Call of Duty. They wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about the campaign mode. They were talking about getting on multiplayer and just shooting as many people as they could and and you know getting into these wars with some dudes halfway across the world i think the only time um i was remembering where like the campaign was talked about a bunch a bunch like with my friend group and stuff was uh was it no russian uh so there was that i remember that was pretty controversial but world at war because uh they fit they not it wasn't fixed but like they added this functionality later on in an update but at the beginning like I don't think they made any announcement. Nobody knew that Nazi zombies was a thing when the game first came out. And the only way to unlock it was to beat the campaign. So all of a sudden there were all these people like this, like the first like month or two, the game came out. They were just rushing through the campaign. It was a short campaign, like maybe four, five, six hours, something like that. But they were playing through the campaign just to get to Nazi zombies. (laughs) So, so they basically made it to where like in order to unlock this mode, you have to play through the story. Yes, and they, and they, to to my knowledge, they didn't mention anything about this prior to release. So it was like, of course, a bunch of people bought the game. They were jumping into multiplayer, but after a few days, people were just like, 
yo, did did you know there's there's this Nazi zombies mode in the game? <laughs> so so they just hid an entire game mode. They hid an entire game mode. Wow. Yeah. See, Rockstar yeah. should do something like that. Uh, like that'd be cool. Uh, no, I I mean I I think that or well. If they do something like that, yeah, you know, they can have like their own equivalent of of Nazi zombies, like whatever they would come up with for themselves. But part that almost now makes me think for Maybe the next... another like undead nightmare. That'd be cool. Oh, that that would actually be really cool because I know that people were really disappointed that there was no undead nightmare two when Red Dead two came out. But mm-hmm. um, part of me now thinks, well, what they could do is like find a way to get people to still play through the story because it's obvious that you know they put a lot of effort into these stories now i didn't think the story of gta 5 was nearly as good as gta 4 that's my opinion of course but nevertheless um you know when when people are buying these games and they're not playing like what a huge chunk of the development time went into and what a huge chunk of their effort went into you know it's almost kind of sad in a way so part of me thinks what they could do for the next grand theft auto make it to where in order to get all this cool stuff for online, you have to play through the story. You know, you, you have to complete certain missions and do this. So that way you unlock this stuff for online. Because as far as I know, I don't think GTA 5 really has um, really has anything like that for, uh, for, for like any connectivity between single player and multiplayer in I, that sense. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Yeah, so I, I think that I think they should incentivize people to still play through the story. Now... There are a lot of people out there that are not going to be uh, that are not excited about the story of it even. And I've seen this a lot on my end because a lot of what I deal with, obviously, is like 99 percent Grand Theft Auto. And, um, you know, the the main uh, creative force behind Grand Theft Auto and behind most of games by Rockstar, he left Dan Hauser. You know, he's one Mm -hmm. of the co-founders of Rockstar. He's the brother of Rockstar CEO Sam Hauser. uh, And he was the writer of uh red dead redemption 2 gta 5 gta 4 and every gta before that i think um he's no longer at rockstar and now there's a lot of people who are like "Uh oh you know this is uh this might not be a good sign for the future and people have noticed too the difference in writing for like even even like the single player mode of grand theft auto 5 versus the writing for some of the missions online where people are saying that like the dialogue is just terrible. It's, it's obviously okay, I got you. like, it's obviously not written with like a lot of thought or a lot of the care that he used to I put was, into it. I was going to ask you as well too. So I haven't touched online in years, but would this be accurate? I had seen people say that the, the most recent DLC that dropped the one that had Dr. Dre in it, uh-huh. that is like, I heard people say it was actually a, good dlc worth playing through and that is pretty much the closest we'll ever get to single player grand theft auto 5 dlc yeah um i heard that as well i actually haven't played it either um, okay i'm I'm going by like what i because i'll i'll be honest here i i i'm i you know I'm, I'm i guess i'm a gta youtuber but i'm such a like i i'm not a fan of online myself and i haven't Same really here. played it in a long time either now i've heard a lot of good things about the the, the dr dre uh, DLC that they've got. Um, is this the one with uh, the one that revolves around Franklin, right? Because they brought I back believe Franklin. So, yes. Yeah, they brought yes. back Franklin and Lamar. And I know that there's like a there's a series of co-op missions called Short Trips, which I heard was supposed to be really fun, but I haven't checked it out myself. And nobody that I know actually even wants to get on this because we all and these, these, some of these are the same people that I used to play GTA 4 with. They've gotten bored of grand theft auto and they they've even said like they're like i don't even want to play this anymore (laughs) it's like they just they and and part of the reason why actually not just because they're bored with the game altogether but they were telling me that the game feels so old and outdated now 
that like yeah this is new dlc from 2021 and 22 but it's still a 2013 game with you know the controls are are obviously not as smooth as they could be the driving physics feel like wonky i guess compared to how some people feel they should be especially with like a lot of racing games that we've had lately it's hard to go back to i guess for some people and Mm -hmm. um I think that I think that that's why a lot of people were also excited. Well, not, maybe not excited, but curious about the PS5 and Series X version of GTA 5 because it's like, are they going to make substantial upgrades to this? And they didn't. But no. um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, depending on who writes the D, I think it might actually depend on who's coming up with this DLC, who's involved with the writing because we don't have like really, we don't even know like who the voice actors are for half the stuff. Besides, of course, like you know the obvious, like you know Franklin's voice actor and then Dr. Dre and you know all the guests they bring on. But there was, um, you know, there was another DLC where they brought out uh, th- this guy who's supposed to be like a like a Tony Montana type of figure on this island in the Caribbean. And people don't even know who his voice actor is. And some people think it might actually huh. have been, it might actually be the guy that voiced Tony Montana in the Scarface game. Like they might have gotten him to uh, to voice this guy, but we don't know. There's no credits for. Uh, and see, I didn't even this. know there was any DLC like that. That shows how, how like a little attention oh, yeah. I was paying to it for so many years. Yeah, no, they, they actually, they actually, it's really weird. They added a new location. But you can only access it for these missions. There's no like you can't go there like just on your own, like like fly, like like hijack a plane and fly there. You yeah. have to do these missions. Um, and it, it's a heist again, you know, because it's this drug lord who has this private island in the Caribbean. And your task is to go there uh, and you have to buy a so because, you know, they, they make you buy loads of stuff. Yeah, so you have to spend- I heard with the D- like the Dr. Dre DLC, there's like so many millions of dollars you need to have to start this. Yeah, and that's that's another reason why I'm not keen on like doing any of this new stuff because all the money that I've got in online is stuff that I earned from doing missions. I have not bought mm-hmm. a shark card before, but I think that they expect most people to buy these things. They they you know they you know if you want to if you don't want to go broke, you have to drop another twenty bucks. Just to make sure that yep. you've got like fifteen million dollars in your account or whatever, and I, I I really don't care enough to to do that. So for this island DLC, I I I bit the bullet. I bought the submarine, which was like eight million dollars, and it's like okay, that's already a huge chunk of change of what I've got. You yeah. have to buy that. Uh, then you have to go to this island. Uh, you know, you start the mission. And then it's just a, a lot of it is like stealth related, which is kind of weird because stealth is not very good in uh, in this game. And I, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. the, I, I, I think that I, I think it's just, you know, you could tell that it was not built around stealth. Stealth was something of an afterthought. And now you've got these entire heists online where you also have to rely on the people that you're playing with to not screw up and get spotted, mm-hmm. which is easier said than done. Um <laughs> And then you got to find that, people you actually want to play with and stuff. Like I just, I, yeah. I, I can enjoy online games. But I don't like playing online. If that makes, if that makes yeah. sense, that's kind of how I am. That's kind of how I felt lately too. Like I, I, I've, I prefer single player experiences myself. I don't mind mm. multiplayer, but it's got to be something really fun. It's got to be something worth playing. And yeah. I, uh, I honestly, I, I think like Fall Guys was the last multiplayer game that I played <laughs> back, uh, you know, two years ago with friends. And that that's that that was basically it. I mean, I um, 
you know, th- there have been more single player titles that are interesting to me more. I, I think to date that's the only battle royale game I've ever played. Me too. I never got into yeah. Fortnite either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen Fortnite. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I can respect this. That's cool. Look, and I've, <laughs> I've told, I've told this story a few times. What it's like. This is especially when like Fortnite was. It's still quite popular, but it was, it was like a cultural zeitgeist type thing oh, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, maybe three, four years ago, something like that. And uh, I want to say 2018, 2019, somewhere yeah. out there. And I've told this story a few times, but I've said like, I cannot hate Fortnite because uh, there was one night. I saw my youngest brother playing online with friends and he's playing Fortnite. Granted, completely different system. He's on the Xbox One, completely different game. But I can't hate this because I saw him. I saw the fun he was having. And I'm like, that's literally me. That like (laughs) him experiencing Fortnite right now with friends and all that, that is the experience I had with my friends at his age playing Call of Duty 4 and Halo 3. And it's just it's just it's on a new system now it's on a new game it's on a new platform but he's making those same experiences and those same friendships and those same bonds and having just he's just reliving that like he's living what i've lived before and i'm like you know i i can't i can't hate on him for that like he's he's really enjoying that there like those experiences have meant a lot to me and some of them have even been life-changing as well too i've met lifelong friends i've literally like the first I guess more serious clan or guild I had, I met the first dude through Grand Theft Auto 4 online. And then I met other friends and we were playing Call of Duty mainly. And then I literally went out of the country to meet up with them years later. So when I say it's a life-changing thing, it really is to me. So yeah. that's that, that's why like I saw that and when I'm I was just I had a smile on my face I'm like man I can't hate this. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean I I I know that um like my niece, she was a huge fan of Fortnite. And thinking about it now, I mean, I know back then I didn't think much of it. I wasn't a huge like I really was not into it at all. And then I figured, eh, it's probably just a game more for kids anyway. And then and then now that you mentioned that, now it's that realization where it's like, you know, she's having the same experience that I would have had playing you know, GTA four for the first time, like the multiplayer of that, even though it's bare bones, you know, when you're getting into that for the first time, it's like, wow, this is incredible. This is a lot of fun. So it's really just like the next generation and seeing, exactly. um, you know, what they're interested in, what, what's hot right now. Um, and, and, you know, you, you can't really fault that, you know, you can't complain about that. Otherwise, you know, if I complain about that, I'm going to sound like an old man who's just complaining that things aren't, uh, <laughs> that things aren't the way they used to be, which is exactly. it's never going to be that way. Yeah. And I will say maybe to put it in a little more of a positive light, uh, he's now he's got a PS5 in his room and he uh, told me recently, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing through Grand Theft Auto 5 now. So (laughs) it's just like, yeah, it's been around for so long. But even though we were saying, you know, it feels a little bit dated and everything like he's Uh now playing through the campaign for the first time and he is very much enjoying it. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. And and GTA 5. Sure. I thought it was like not a good game, but there's other people who like it. And, you know, or oh, I, I shouldn't say it was not a good game. I'm, what am I saying? I meant the story. It was not a good story. <laughs> but there's other people who are playing through it for the first time, enjoying it. And it's like, you know what? More power to them. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit around saying, oh, how can you enjoy that? It's uh, it's it's different strokes for different folks, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was exactly. like that. And you know what? Thinking about it now. It was kind of like that when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, because you had everybody who was rushing to compare it to San Andreas. People were complaining so much, saying, why isn't this like San Andreas? The story sucks compared to San Andreas. The game sucks compared to San Andreas. And when really it's just different. 
I will say though, like that was a very like, oh boy, that was definitely the first time the rage <laughs> engine was implemented in a open yeah. world. You could tell, and then the like the driving in Grand Theft Auto Five, I don't mind, but in Four, they were doing this like too realistic like racing type thing and it just <laughs> it felt so clunky and floaty like i never liked the controls for four i always felt that like for driving gta 4 definitely had a learning curve um mm -hmm. i didn't mind it as much but of course the first time i ever played the game i had never driven a car before in real life so you know i was only like 14 um i, I mean but I get that, but it's like just comparing it to the previous games, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I think that I think that there was a there was a push to try to make things as realistic as they could back then, and I I feel that because um, I I remember I remember when I was in high school and and some of my friends who were talking about uh, Grand Theft Auto, one thing that somebody mentioned was that they felt that Rockstar was trying too hard to be too realistic with things, yes. and that it's like they're forgetting yes. that there's a game. By the way, that kind of criticism I think can still be applied to red dead redemption 2 because red dead i 2, agree see that's a that game is like a lot less arcadey than gta 5 even was yeah but i did a, i did another playthrough of it recently i uh, i streamed that on twitch and one thing i realized is like wow you gotta wait for all these animations to play out sure it looks realistic and it looks like how you would expect stuff to look but at the same time it's like th this could have been simplified so much and mm -hmm. instead you have to sit through like 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 to to like, let's say you want to like loot a corpse like after after shooting a guy and he's got some uh, like ammunition or you want to see if he's got ammunition on him you have to go you have to walk up to him which obviously you're doing any game then when you press the you know when you when you uh, when the prompt comes up and you press the button to uh, to loot the guy uh you know he's got to bend down he's got to pick the guy up dig through him pat him down and it's like jesus christ just get it over with already <laughs> you know I, i've never seen a game where, where you have to wait this long and sure it's seconds but it's precious seconds because if you're, if you're in a gun battle and you're getting shot at you know you want to do that quick and get back quickly into cover which uh, the game doesn't allow you the the luxury of being able to do that so i i think with red dead 2 there was a lot of like a lot of weird things where it was just too realistic and people pick that I, up with, with that, GTA four. And I will say, I feel like Grand Theft Auto five, it does strike a really nice balance between mm. arcadey and realism where it's like, this is kind of the feel that I was expecting from Grand Theft Auto four. Right. And I, I think that, um, I, I think that with the next Grand Theft Auto, they're definitely going to, I think base it more off of GTA five rather than four. Now that being For said, sure. There are some things that I wouldn't mind them making more like GTA 4. For instance, um, the, the the euphoria physics. For some reason in GTA 5, they're just really like, you can tell they were downgraded from 4. Because in 4, yes, they actually felt like, like as clunky as some stuff felt in 4, um, like the ragdolls themselves looked really good for a game from 2008. And they still look oh, yeah. really good. Like, like I've not seen a game that has beaten that. Um, or any game that's come close besides other Rockstar titles. But in GTA mm -hmm. 5, that was kind of the odd one out because everything feels really floaty. Uh, like if you hit somebody with a car, instead of looking like it did in GTA 4 where they realistically roll over the hood, they're kind of just like, you know, like it almost seems like the physics are, uh, they're, they're, they're definitely downgraded in a way. And I feel yeah, that we're like, like literally like running into a trash can can kill you or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then, um, and then even like the details, like of, uh, 
like in GTA 4, when like in, in, when you shoot somebody, shoot somebody in the foot in GTA 4, they stumble backwards while trying to stand up. Maybe they'll fall over, but then they'll try to get back up. GTA 5, you could shoot somebody in the foot and they'll die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've even had it to where, like, I've, I've, I, you know, in, in GTA 5, you know, I jumped up into a guy and I accidentally bumped into him and he died. And I was like, how did that kill him? <laughs> like, 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 does he have like an internal organ that's outside of his body? And, and I accidentally ran into that and, and smushed it or something and killed him. You that's know, exactly what happened. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's it. In, in, in the, in the GTA five world, people just like have their hearts on their arms <laughs> and, and touching their I, arms. I mean, that is a saying like, wh- like, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve, you know, mm-hmm. they're just maybe literally doing it. that. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're quite literally wearing their their arms or their their hearts on their on their sleeves, but oh, there, yeah. there's just so many like oddities with with the game, and I I think some of it might come down to the fact that these games were or this game was originally made for the 360 and the PS3, and the more I think about it, the more I think that maybe they should have held off and made it a PS4 and, and uh, Xbox One title because there was a lot they had to cram onto those discs. Uh, yep. In fact, I think even on the 360, it was on two discs, and then you yes. have the and then you have the hardware itself that it's running on that you have to uh, take into account. But so, I, I, I will say, even I guess, kind of a more positive thing. Then you just look back at it, and it's like, holy crap, this is running on these old yeah. systems that is impressive. Oh yeah, it, I mean, it, it is a real. It was it was a it was a technical feat. The fact mm-hmm. that they were even able to get those games working correctly, and and the fact that I don't even remember there being like that many issues with those games i mean they because gta 4 on the 360 the, the hardware it was built for it was still not like entirely a good experience because if, if too many things yeah. started blowing up in gta 4 it would turn into a powerpoint presentation it, it would yep. just it would just slow to a crawl gta 5 from what i remember kept a pretty consistent frame rate it wasn't 60 fps of course but it was still not bad and it was doable so, exactly yeah and I, and I guess even like if people go and they look at like the ps3 and 360 versions they complain about them it's like well you're i mean you're complaining about these because you're used to something so much nicer yeah. but like when you take the hardware into account it's like this is like pretty damn impressive yeah i i know i mean it, it's just um you know it, it was amazing they were able to get it, get the games to even run on, the, on that hardware and what's funny you know looping back to something we talked about right at the at the beginning um, this is something I've actually wanted to talk about in a while for a video, and I've had this on the back burner for a long time. But there was a, a bug log that got leaked, and it was a it was a bug log oh. for GTA Five. This was years ago, and you could even like like let me Google this right now. Uh, All right, bug log. You look that GTA. I was gonna 5. say look that up real quick. I need to go to the bathroom so bad. Sure, that's that, that's fine. All right, that's fine. Stand by, stand by. Sure. Oh my God! Sorry about that. Uh, I had a bunch of water and two cups of coffee. So. Oh yeah, no, that's totally understandable. I, I, I've just been like nursing a water, a glass of water right here, and um, that's important. Everyone yeah. listening, you need to hydrate. Absolutely, stay hydrated, everyone, because exactly. that's going to be the. That really is important, though. I, I, I mean, you know, you, you, I, I carry around like I, I have like five different stainless steel water bottles that I've collected over time, and. I, oh, wow. I I bring I, I bring one of each every day with me everywhere I go, because uh, hmm. you know you, you gotta you always gotta have water on you, and especially if it gets warmer out, you know you're you're gonna be it's just gonna be you know the the way your body works you need water. 
<laughs> that's smart also i mean see like i i love foxes they're just great animals and it's they like are. i have a thing where it's like i have a bunch of like mugs and cups that are like mismatching and i have them all and it's like i've had family tell me like eh, you need to like get rid of some of these i'm like no but i like all of my fox mugs excuse yeah. me i actually have a fox mug myself i got a fox mug and i got a raccoon mug both of which i i, I like but i've also got do you have a badger one i i don't have a badger you mug. need to get a badger one i i absolutely need to get a badger mug i mean i gotta look for one now but i i you know <laughs> <laughs> my favorite mug so far is a mug that uh, I've got from my dad's uh, workplace, and I've had this thing for like, oh God, probably 12 years now. Um, my first ever job, I actually picked this up because I guess, you know, in, in um, you know, they had like a bunch of, you know, the, you know, companies, you know, they'll, they'll have mugs where they just like print their logo on it. And oh, they, had of course. A, they had a bunch of them. And uh, he's just like, here, here you go, son. Here, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so I got this, I got this mug that, um, you know, for free. And it's actually a really solidly built mug. Um, it's lasted as long as it did. And it's, it's, uh, kept, it keeps everything warm. And it's like, it's like a thick, um, you know, it's, it's like a thick ceramic, you know, it's not like a thin one where it feels mm-hmm. like it's going to just shatter in your hands. So, uh, this one has pretty much become my favorite one. Totally get how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause unfortunately yeah. like the Fox mug that I've gotten the raccoon one, those are uh, kind of cheap feeling, but, mm. uh, the one of this, this corporate logo on it, you know, that that one's uh, lasted so far. So that's the one yeah. I, I've been using for a long time now. Hail corporate. There's something to that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, speaking of corporate, do we have that bug log? Um, I don't have the log, but I have numerous um, references to it from all these articles, including right. one where it, it, they, they, they basically revealed the PC version before the PC version was officially announced. Because a lot of people back then were thinking, okay, is this going to come to PC? Because they had a console release first in 2013. Yes. PC version didn't come out until 2015. And we only heard that first announced like a year after the game initially came out. Mm-hmm. And so thanks to this bug log, like, you know, it, it was showing like, you know, issues that were with the 360 version, issues with, with uh, the PS3 version. And then it had other comments where it said PC only issues. So that's where it became apparent that, okay, PC version is definitely in development. It's just going to come out later. And as this article mentions here, this bug log, it shows, um, it shows actually, I think when they, when they first even started working on the game would have been April of 2009. That's when development first officially began. And then May of 2010, from what I remember, because I actually saw the log and it's gone now. And I don't know if that's because of copyright issues or what rockstar Hmm. may have tried to scrub it from the internet. I don't know, but from what I remember looking at May of 2010 was like the first time that that was like the first time that the build uh, or that, that was when the build for GTA five was uh, first finished, like the initial build of it. And okay. um, it was really interesting stuff to look through. One thing that I distinctly remember that I thought was hilarious was that yoga was broken. So such a, such a, oh, okay. such an iconic <laughs> part of the game that I myself was not crazy about, but like, I get they, you know, they wanted to include it. That's fine. Yoga was broken for a long time, particularly that mission. Did somebody say yoga where you have to do yoga in order yes. to complete the mission? I remember the log stated that like uh, the, 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 <laughs> the player would would um, follow the prompts to push the buttons to to do those certain poses and the mission would fail automatically. Then <laughs> uh, then they would do the prompts and nothing would happen. Then the mission was just failing on its own. Then the prompts weren't showing up. So it was just like one problem after another. Like they fix one thing and something else breaks. 
which is pretty much what software developments can be a lot of the times. I mean, that kind of like that kind of reminds me of Bioshock Infinite. Do you ever hear the story of uh, the the boy dancing with a baguette? Uh, I've heard of that, but I don't. I'm not. I've never played Bioshock, and I'm not entirely familiar with the community. So uh, you'll have to explain this to me. Gotcha. So for anyone who does not know, then um, I believe the story goes that at one point in the game, there is this boy dancing around with a baguette and it just has always seemed so weird and out of place. (laughs) And I think it was originally supposed to be two people dancing and then they couldn't get the models and the collision to work properly. And they were changing up the models and it just kept having issues. And then they finally just like they had this boy and they assigned the model he was dancing with to be a baguette. And it worked wow. and it worked properly. So as opposed to trying to fix the stuff, they're just like, you know what? This is going to be the fix. We're just going to have this boy randomly here dancing with a baguette. <laughs> He's really excited about bread. It works. Yeah. It's fine. Wow. So it's it's just it's like a quick fix, something simple. And it's like, OK, th- this works. So screw it, because trying to actually fix it is going to take a long time and they're not going to delay a game just for some animations of people dancing. Yeah. Well, well, even with like the uh, the fall, like the open world Fallout games, well, I guess they're all yeah. open world, but the 3D Fallout games, I should say, I think it's New Vegas, I want to say. The subway system on there, the subway cars are really just human bodies that have like hu- human models and the human models like from the neck below is underneath the map wow. and they are going super, super fast and their head is a train car. Wow. Because it, it works and you're not going to see it underneath the map. So it's fine. Yeah. You know, that that that's well, it's it's just amazing like what um you know what developers are able to do and what they're able to come up with. You know, little mm-hmm. tricks, you know, that that are going on behind the scenes that you don't know about unless either you discover it for yourself when you're looking at the files, or if like I mentioned earlier with Days Gone, if the developers themselves are, you know, cavalier about about wanting to talk about this uh, you know, their um you know the, the development process with that game you know the, the the vehicle in days gone is the motorcycle and that's like the vehicle for the game like you know you you mm-hmm. you, you need your bike for uh for getting around this this map and not only that it also stores weapons on there you know you, you know you're tied to your bike and it's a game you know you're playing as a biker so of course there's going to be a motorcycle but for such an integral part of the game and for something that's such an iconic part of the game the bike itself is actually a car it's just that, you know, there's there's four wheels to it. You just don't see them because the engine oh. that it was built on, which is Unreal 4, um, they never had like any kind of um, any kind of like motorcycle physics or any kind of like anything that accounts for vehicles with two wheels. So huh. really, there's four wheels on the Days Gone motorcycle. You just don't see them. They just had to does, make. Yeah. Does that like does that have any issues with collision in the game? No, no. There, oh, there's like no collision issues that I've seen as far as like, you know, riding the bike goes like if you're, you know, like if, if you are you talking about like if you go butt up against like a building or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. where it's like, no. oh, it feels like there's like a car sized barrier around my no. motorcycle. No, they 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 managed to hide it pretty well. So I was like surprised when I was reading about this. And it's like, wait, so the bike is a car. <laughs> you know, there's four <laughs> wheels. There's four wheels to this thing. You just don't see it. And it was really intriguing to to read about. And, and that was. um you know, that, that was where it's like, okay, game development is like a really an enigma because there, there's so many workarounds for certain things and, um, yep. you know, things that you're just not going to see. I mean, th- th- it kind of reminds me now of Max Payne 3 as well, because in Max Payne 3, I think I remember um, 
like there, there's certain missions in that game where there's like outside traffic that you can't get to. It's just outside, you know, it's, it's within the map, but it's just to an area that's blocked off, so, you know, just mm-hmm. to make it seem like there's, um, you know, like there's stuff going on outside of where you're at. So the world doesn't feel dead and there's oh, yeah. cars that are driving by. And it turns out that these cars, it might be something similar to what you mentioned with fallout where, like the cars might be t- like, I don't know if they're NPCs, but they might be like tied to NPCs in a weird way because like there, there's people like you can see people's legs like sticking out from underneath the cars, which is super weird. <laughs> and there, there's got to be something to it for that. I don't understand quite what it is. I don't know if that's like if, if the cars really are people and maybe the car is like a clothing item of some kind or something they were able to add on to them and just make them go fast. And then it's like, OK, that's a car. Or if maybe it's not that and they just wanted to add like, because you could also see a person like in the driver's seat sort of, but maybe it's like a, but that just has, maybe that's just like a cosmetic model or something there. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of strange, but it's really, um, you know, it's really like just, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, there could be different reasons for it and because it's Rockstar, we're not going to know, but something I did find really interesting here, uh, while I was trying to look for the bug log, uh, yes, Somebody was able to copy and paste some of the mentions of uh, what the original multiplayer mode for GTA 5 was like, Uh, because originally and and they've talked about this, too, I think, or they talked about it later. But GTA Online was not come up with until like 2012 or something like that. I think it was like, oh, I think it was late 2012 when they first when they decided to do that. Because even GTA Online did not launch with GTA 5. It came out, I want to say, weeks, if not months, yeah. after GTA 5. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would have been it would have been after GTA 5. And um you know what what the original multiplayer mode was supposed to be was Cops and Crooks. Now, Cops and Crooks was a multiplayer mode in GTA 4 that turned out to be like really popular, and a lot of people went on there and a lot of people were playing that. So mm-hmm. I think that Rockstar decided, hey. Let's just make the entire multiplayer mode that. And there, there's there's actually, because uh, you could find these for sure. There are, um, like, old, you know, people who worked on the game designing, like, the heads-up display. On their portfolios, they were putting pictures of GTA V when it was in development. Mm-hmm. And you could see where you could select your character. And some of these characters are, like, police officers. So it turns out, um, you know, you, you would basically pick your side. Like, do you want to play as a crook or, or are you going to play as a gang member or are you going to play as a cop? So mm-hmm. then you would choose like what gang or what jurisdiction you belong to. So are you the Vagos? Are you the Ballas? Or are you LSPD? Are you the Blaine County Sheriff's Office? So, you know, you, you'd pick that and then you would basically be either a cop or a criminal. And the bug log here had has mentioned like like right here. If a cop uncuffs a crook off mission, the crook will still be teleported to the precinct during the animation. So you were going to have the ability to arrest other players. <laughs> um, and, 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 and as a player, so in a way, it's like, like the cops wouldn't just be AI. They would actually be other players. So other players would be the police officers going after the, the people that are robbing banks or... Uh, or 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 uh, getting into gun battles, and so the the cops, the other players, would show up and try to break that up and try to take people into custody. Sure. And that ended up getting scrapped. Um, and I, I think it was 2012 when they scrapped that. Uh, and then they decided to go for what you see now with Grand Theft Auto Online, or at least at least what you you had with GTA Online when it first launched. Hmm. 
So it was really, um, you know, th- this bug log, it, it was, it mentioned a lot of uh, interesting stuff. And like I said, that's awesome. Um, I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. And uh, when I find it again, I'm probably going to make a video about it, but then it's like, okay, this won't, this won't cause problems. I hope because, um, like the, the Google drive document that it was originally on was deleted. Um, you know, hopefully that's not something that like Rockstar are going to be mad about, <laughs> but, um, you know, you never know. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I guess if it's from a journalism perspective, um, I would think it would be fine. Yeah. But yeah, because also you'd just be like highlighting certain sections of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and mainly just like going through it, I think would be a, would be an interesting video. It would but, be. Yeah, um, maybe like a stream or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, that, that too. I mean, like, you know, just stream my desktop. And then after that, it's like, okay, here's the bug log. Let's look at this. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> I mean, you know what I was actually considering doing, but this is also something you see, because I'm not, I know you mentioned it's like from a journalistic perspective. I'm not a journalist and I don't, I don't consider myself a journalist. I'm just somebody who makes these videos that people keep on watching. And it's like, Hey, if people keep on watching this, I'll keep on doing this. Um, I get it. But, but one thing that I, um, that I learned a lot about is copyright. Um, Mm -hmm. And and this is not just with like, you know, stuff that stuff that rockstar cares about only this is, this is across the board. Like even, even, you know, I guess you could say third party, like music, for instance, because there's a lot of music in Grand Theft Auto. And oh, yeah. I got to make sure that if I'm going to record something that's going to go on YouTube in a video, that either has to be muted or I got to make sure that the radio is off because I oh, cannot yeah. have uh, a song that's playing on YouTube. So what I like about that is uh, there's I'm sure you've seen it. There's now more games that have streamer friendly modes uh-huh. where essentially all it is is, hey, we're just going to disable any copyrighted music in the game for yeah. this playthrough. Um, and if there's any music that's playing, it's going to be stuff that has no copyright on it that you're you know free to use on your streams, on your videos, whatever it is. Um, yeah. On the flip side, I've also seen like I think there's been times I've recorded stuff. I literally just like on Grand Theft Auto, for example, I go to like the music settings, turn the music all the uh-huh. way down. I'm sure you've also seen this, and like it's made me laugh, but I understand why they do it. There's like no talking playthroughs i've seen of like scenes from grand theft auto and as soon as they get into the car they open up the uh like the radio browser and just turn the radio off and they do that every single time yeah i mean like you know here's the funny thing about it too like i care when it comes to youtube but with twitch i've i mean look maybe my luck has just been like spectacular so far with this but streaming on twitch I have not had any issues so far with uh, with music copyrights. Now, knock on wood. Hopefully, that's not going to come back to bite me in the ass. But I've I've had it before where like I'll play I'll be able to play these songs and it'll be okay. Now I don't know if maybe that's because I'm talking over it, so it just doesn't pick it up. But um, you know, or maybe it's also because my 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 Twitch um, channel is just nowhere near the size of my YouTube channel and my YouTube channel isn't even like that big. I mean, I, I, I mean, I forgot how many subscribers I have, but it's, it's not like even a hundred thousand, but mm-hmm. on Twitch, I get like maybe a dozen people average watching the definitive edition was different. That was when I had like a hundred some people watching at once, but that's because that was also a new release and it quickly became notorious as being a bad release too. So I think a lot of people were just yes. wanting to see it out of curiosity. Um, <laughs> But with, uh, you know, with other stuff that I do, you know, if there's only like 15 people that are watching, maybe it's a case of Twitch not caring enough to do anything about it. But 
uh, one thing that that I that I um, wanted to make sure of that I was going to be in the clear on was this book called Jacked: The Outlaw Story of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've read that book cover to cover. I, I read that like the evening that I got it, and I finished it like <laughs> the same day that I that I got the book. And very good book, by the way. And I highly recommend um, if somebody's very interested in learning about the, you know, the history behind Grand Theft Auto and the history behind Rockstar, and even the story of like hot coffee from both Rockstar's point of view and Jack Thompson's point of view, pick up this book because it's really, mm. it's really good. I um, haven't read it. I know about it. I have not read it though. Oh yeah, and it's 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 a great read. Uh, I was thinking of doing like a, a live reading of this book. Now, I don't know how many people that would really interest. I would probably still get like maybe a dozen people that that go to check it out on Twitch. But then I got to be careful because, well, you know, books are copyrighted as well, obviously. And Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody was to do this, I feel like, okay, I'd have to get in touch with like the publishing company, maybe, or the author. And, eh, you know, I don't know if that's really going to be worth it all. I've read excerpts before, but I didn't I didn't read the whole thing cover to cover. And that would also take forever, too. And and I'll also say as well, too, uh, I that would definitely be something that would be strike worthy just because it's like, it's not that you're reviewing the book or even pulling excerpts from it. It's that you're pretty much (laughs) making a audio book of the book. Right. That is, you know, an unauthorized release of that. So at that point, it it, it also serves in as a direct replacement because Uh you kind of have to take that into account where it's like with fair use. Like if, if I hear you sharing excerpts, like uh, I guess like excerpts from it, um, then that could make me go out to get the book because it's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I'm getting your opinion. I'm getting like little samples here and there. But if I'm just listening to you, he, like read the entire book at that point, it's like, well, I, I have no reason to go out and read the book. I don't even need to get the audio book because you're just, you know, <laughs> reading it word for word on Twitch. Right. And then it becomes an issue of, you know, people hear this and, you know, if the video gets saved or downloaded by somebody and then it's like, okay, they've got the audio book for free. So yeah. it, it becomes it becomes an issue. And I, I think that, um, like I said, with, with music, I think I've just gotten lucky. But with an entire book, like if somebody, you would have to be like a manual claim. There, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and but then that would also that would also, you know, still be a potential issue. So yeah. it's just something that's, you know, it's kind of a slippery slope. I think I'm yeah. fine with with with, um, you know, taking my chances with uh, with songs. But with with this, yeah. Well, you know. I was going to say as well from from what I recall now, it's been years, and I know Twitch did have some weird copyright thing happen and stuff, where it's kind of they did like a content IBD apocalypse. It was like their version of it, yeah. um, where a lot of people had to like delete their. Pretty much, Twitch came out. There's like, hey, if you have like copyrighted stuff like songs and all that in your vods um, yeah. or even your clips and such, uh, you kind of just need to delete them, right? Uh, but from what I recall, I think their system is you can pretty much like if you're just streaming the audio, then it, it's not OK. Like right. straight up, it, it's not OK, but there's nothing that really happens there during hmm. the stream. But afterwards, if they do detect some like audio matches on there, they'll mute the stream for like 30 minutes up I for see. that match. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of their, like, I know Epos Fox, I believe he's talked about it quite a bit. And it's like, yeah, that's their system. And it looked like it worked, but it didn't really work. And we kind of saw that come to a head like a few years ago when that whole like con- their version of the content ID apocalypse ended up happening. And it was just more like rights holders paid more attention. They're like, hey, what you're doing is not enough. Like, yes, you're doing the whole muting system, but Hey, when people are streaming, they get, they're streaming like entire albums of music on here, and you all aren't doing anything. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, you know, copyright is, uh, it's a hell of a thing to, to learn about now, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing all this stuff. I mean, like, like I think with, with Twitch, I guess, so it seems like it's, it's kind of easier to skirt than uh than youtube if i'm I'm getting that correctly yeah because because with youtube because here's the thing you know twitch as well i um you know it's not like you know it's not like it's my life it's not my livelihood so Mm -hmm. i also don't have to worry as much like because there's some people that are like full-time streamers and they they work their way towards that and Mm -hmm. um that's that's their job essentially which i think is like insane i i mean it's it's crazy to think about that there's people who are doing this for a living and i i think that it seems like it's cool but at the same time you know you have to take it seriously you have to make sure that and you know it it doesn't like it seems like it's all fun in games but it's like so for me i don't like streaming i don't like doing that because yeah it could be you could say it's like easier than making a video and stuff but when you're like streaming for like even like four hours or something it's not just you playing a game like you are performing when you're doing that yeah and and that's that's the thing too i mean like and it could be honestly i don't know I don't know if you've ever felt this way before, but like, I, I, well, actually, I should tell you. Did you, 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 did you, did you say that do you uh, you don't like streaming or or you just haven't streamed? I don't like streaming. I actually okay. streamed pretty consistently, like as in like once a month or so. I used to stream mod chat. I did some other streams before, so it's one of those things. I've done it. Like I've had fun doing it. Yeah. I've enjoyed doing it at times. I could see the benefits of it, but overall, after years of doing it, I've just realized. I don't like streaming that much. Like me myself, I yeah. don't like to stream. I would rather do video. Now, you know, can I ask you this? When sure. you were streaming, uh, would you feel like oddly exhausted or drained by the end? Absolutely. Of it? Okay. Absolutely. I'm, thank God, I'm not the only one because I, no, I'll, be, I'll be... and that's what I'm saying. It's because you're you're not just hanging out. You're not just talking. Like yeah. yes, you you are, but the thing is, you're you're performing overall. Yeah. That is a performance that you're doing. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, I try to make my streams as casual as possible. Now, I haven't had a stream in about three weeks. I've just been so freaking busy with so much other stuff going on. And I've had a lot. Of, I've had a lot on my plate this past month. Um, luckily, mm-hmm. things are winding down a little bit. So I'm hoping that maybe by the end of this upcoming week or maybe next weekend that I can get back on again and do something. But I also got to figure out what to play, too, because I feel like I'm just also just playing the same stuff over and over again. I don't want I don't want to get bored of that. I don't want people who watch me to get bored. Uh, Mm -hmm. But um, like I'll be doing this and I could do it for I, I could stream for like four hours if I have the time to. Which mm-hmm. that and that that was when I, I I would actually be able to take a day to just you know do that, and yeah. after I do, after I'm done after after I uh, go into OBS and you know close everything out, I feel like I need to take a deep breath, drink an entire glass of water, and just sit there, and 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 listen to some music or or not do yeah. any kind of strenuous activity. And I'm thinking, part of me is wondering like why do I feel this way? I mean I, I'm not I'm not doing any kind of um, strenuous work. I'm not doing heavy lifting here. It's not a hard job, real. I mean, well, I shouldn't say it's not a hard job because it, it, you know some people might find it. It's not labor no. intensive, yeah. but like again, it's it it comes down to it's because you're performing. Yeah, it's it can still be draining, and that that was something that really surprised me about streaming. Mm-hmm. And um, I I've just found that like afterwards, I'll, like sometimes I'll even be too hungry after. It's like oh my god, yep. I I'm I'm gonna go and like eat an entire pizza or. Uh, or, or, or just, you know, like run over, you know, run to some store and, and just pick something up that's like, you know, a big meal because 
I, I just, I just feel like I need this now. And, and I feel mm-hmm. like so tired afterward. Like I need to gain energy again. Yeah. And it's weird because I don't even feel that way when I come home from work <laughs> or, mm-hmm. uh, or, or if, if I'm working from home that day and it's like, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna like sit and chill. Like I feel fine, but with streaming, I've actually felt tired afterwards sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's where like YouTube, I, I can like take my time somewhat and and I could I could sit and I could edit. Now I do find video editing to be tedious at times, but mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, it's like okay, I I can space things out. Whereas streaming, when you hit that button to go live, you got to be, you know, you you have to go live yourself. You have to make sure that you're ready. And exactly, um, you know, and you got to make sure that everything's ready too. It's a, it's a whole different animal. I I will say for me, um, so I even got like some streaming anxiety as well too. And it was always, it it could vary month to month, honestly, or stream to stream. Uh, Sometimes it was pretty bad. Sometimes it was fine. I did find a fix for it, which I'm going to say this is this is not good. Um, there were a few times I did drunk streams, Whoa. which were very fun. But <laughs> I noticed when I get drunk, um, I just kind of let loose a little bit more. Nothing like offensive or anything, but yeah. I just care less. So if something goes wrong, whatever, it's fine. I'm like there, I'm burping, I'm laughing about stuff, whatever. <laughs> and like people have fa- people have also noticed I cuss more when I'm drunk. So there's like, oh my God, this is like such a laid back episode. This is great. Like I'm yeah. having fun with it. Well, more fun than usual. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like all my anxiety goes away with it. But then the reason why I say that's not a fix is because it's like, well, okay, I guess if I want to get over this, if I want to like do this, if I was doing this regularly, I guess I could get drunk every stream. But oh, wait, that's alcoholism. <laughs> well, you know, I've I've had like I've not I've not consumed alcohol on a stream before, um, but I've had times where I'm just like really tired by the end of the mm-hmm. stream. And I'll think about like I'll, I'll, I'll think back after I finish the stream and then I'm like wait a minute, what did I just say there? What was coming yep. out of my mouth then? And sometimes this is part of why I stopped like trying to stream really late because there were times where I would play a game and if it was like a weekend, then I'd be fine with like, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever. Um, but then it's it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, my I'm already more, I'm already tired from whatever I was doing the day before. Then I'm mm-hmm. streaming. Then uh, and, and then sometimes this would even happen in the evenings as well, where I would just be like too drained and I'll, I'll just be like, like, I'll listen to myself and, and which I hate doing anyway. But, you know, I, I'd go back and, and listen and and because I wanted to make sure, like, wait, did, what did I just say here? And it's like, oh, God, you know, I didn't want to say it like that or, uh, I you know, I didn't want to say this. And really, it's just because I was so tired. Um, you know, I it's like I'm not on my A game, basically. Now. Yes. I have heard of streams where people would, you know, get some wine or whatever, or have a beer or whatever. That's, that's, that's fine. Um, I've also heard of high streams as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like for instance, weed is legal where I live and it's legal right. across, you know, much of, uh, much of the, you know, greater United States or, you know, 50 states. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah we're, we're getting there. And even then it's like, huh, you know, that's kind of uh that could be kind of an issue as well, because, you know, you're, you know, anything where you're taking any kind of substance and, uh, you know, you know, it's going to it's going to alter the way that you act a little bit. Yeah. So you, you got to be you got to be careful. You know, you, you have to make sure that what you're say, that you're not going to say something really stupid all of a sudden. And then it's like, oh, well, yeah, I, I just popped a 20 milligram edible. So, yeah, no mm-hmm. wonder I said that. Exactly. <laughs> You know, you got to be, you got to be careful. That's why, like, I, I say, 
I say it's actually probably best to sometimes treat it like if you are working a job because, you yes. know, are, are, are you going to be the, the best worker that you can if you're if you're stoned or if you're drunk? You know, probably you, not. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, so you have to you have to. I'm, you, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of that line from Grandma's Boy where he's working as, you know, a game tester. And he's like, yeah, like pretty much he was an accountant before. And right. he's like, yeah, you can't be an accountant. And be high. You know, like you make mistakes. People <laughs> lose millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I. um, Oh, God, I was going to I was going to say something. And now I just forgot what I was going to say, but it was something. Apologies. No, no, it's OK. I mean, it was something similar, but it was with. um. Oh, I know what I was going to say now. Um, and this is something I remember reading about a long time ago. Uh, I, I have not seen this movie yet, but I'm probably going to watch it soon. Uh, the movie Cop Out uh, with, with, Great movie. with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. I got to see that movie because it, it came it came out when I was in high school. And I'm, I'm actually amazed that I didn't see it back then because I, mm-hmm. I knew who Kevin Smith was back then. And I knew who Bruce Willis was and Tracy Morgan. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was just like a, it was something that, that escaped me back then. So, um, but I've read up about the movie and I read about, about the production of it and, um, you know, Bruce Willis back then, you know, I, I know, unfortunately there's that whole issue that's, uh, that's going on with him now. And it's really sad, but back then, um, you know, him and Kevin Smith did not really get along all that well on, on the set of cop outs. And from what I, I thought I remember hearing that, um, th- that Smith would sometimes, you know, he, he, he would just be smoking weed like, you know, on, on set or, or on site, oh, of course, you know, so, you know, of course he would, you know, and I, I think that like, maybe somebody mentioned that they think part of the reason why there might've been some issues is because, you know, Bruce Willis being an older actor and being, uh, being who he is and being that he's been, you know, around for a really long time, probably longer in the industry than Kevin Smith has for sure. He might've seen that and he might've gotten the impression of this guy doesn't care. You know, like he wanted a little more professionalism. Yeah. Like, dude, you can't be shown up to work high. You can't be right. getting high on the set. Exactly. Because he might have seen it as the equivalent of like a guy just doing shots of, uh, of, of vodka, you know, between, um, you know, between takes and, you know, when they're working. Mm-hmm. So he might have seen it as like a serious professional issue. And maybe that could have been part of why there was a rift between them. And of course, you know, he, he wouldn't bring it up to him, but it, it could be what he was thinking about, uh, about yep. Kevin Smith. And and because Bruce, for a while, from what I heard on that movie, he was like, for you know, he, he would just sort of do his own thing. And, I, you know, I know some people might try to equate that with the condition that he has now. But you have to remember, this is also going back like 12 or 13 years, too. So I don't know. Yes. I don't know if he would have actually been having the early signs of it back then or if he just didn't really care uh, about, like, you know, the whole the, the whole production as much because he was. um you know, one thing I particularly remember is that there was a scene that was in a diner and it was a scene that that Smith wanted read out word for word, like from the script, like no ad libbing, no, no improv, none of that. And, um, you know, everybody understood that. But then Bruce was just looking out the window, like trying to say something funny or like trying to come up with something funny after he had been explicitly told don't ad lib. And mm-hmm. so they, they were really like curious about that. And it's like, okay, he's just going off and doing his own thing. So I, I actually could get the impression that maybe, um, you know, after one incident or another, he just did not care. He did not feel like as much respect for the director on that project because of, uh, I would say so. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't, you know, it, it was, it was an issue that to do with respect, I guess, rather than, um, you know, any kind of medical issue you may have been, been having. Cause I, I think that back then he was, he was totally, 
you know, he would have been of of sound mind, I guess. It's just Agreed. it's just a matter of um of, of who he's working with. And I mean and, and, and somebody like Bruce Willis, he would have definitely had a lot of pull because um you know another another stuff he he's bruce willis yeah, yeah he's bruce willis he he you know he could call up somebody and probably get what he wants immediately and and that was actually what he did because kevin smith you know he's really good at telling stories i'm sure you know that and mm-hmm. one story that i remember hearing him tell was his experiences of working with bruce before cop out uh on live free or die hard and mm-hmm. he said that like bruce wanted the script changed because he felt that the scene was too funny and too comedic, even though it was mm-hmm. Die Hard, and Die Hard is a lot of funny moments, but he felt that it was just too much and it was too goofy for a Die Hard movie. So sure. he stalled the entire production for the whole day because because he was able to because he's Bruce Willis, and yeah. he finally some people from Fox got on the phone with him and they're like, well, you know, Bruce, this is the way we want this script and this is the way that the writers and uh, you know we here at Fox want this to be like this. So, you know, he, he, he then said to the guy over the phone, he's like, oh, oh, okay. All right. So, uh, tell me then who's your second choice to play John McClane. And, and, and and then the, the, the changes that were made to the script, which was actually co-written by Kevin Smith, they went through. And what you see in the final version of the film is the changed version and not the, not the goofier lighthearted stuff that Fox originally wanted. Good to know. Thanks for letting me know that. Huh? Yeah. Didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff with uh, filmmaking, I guess. Absolutely, I I will say, uh, kind of segue into this because I actually, I we kind of need to wrap up here. I think so. Um, <laughs> but and it's it's been, dude, it's been awesome talking with you. But yeah. there's a, there's a couple of things. I well, I guess two or three things I usually ask at the end. One sure. of them is, uh, what games have you currently been playing? Currently, I have been playing Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> a fan, a fan of mine bought that for me as a as a gift and right. i was like okay you know I, i've never played this in my life actually thanks to this person i actually started playing metal gear solid altogether um all right and and i decided you know what it's a title I, I i've heard a lot about but i never got into it so of course i started off with checking out metal gear solid one which kicked my ass because i cannot get used to the ps1 controls then i got the twin snakes which was a little better um and then this very kind person went and got me metal gear rising revengeance so i've been playing through that and i am like just astounded that this game has like 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 the dialogue that it has it's like so over the top and outlandish but at the same time Mm -hmm. like the stuff that they're talking about is like holy crap this is like extremely relatable with like society and and all these profound things the characters are talking about i need to go back and replay it but it was it was such a good game i very much enjoyed it when i played it yeah i mean i i just uh i just beat monsoon uh which is the guy that there's a meme about him now and of course because the whole character his character is talking about memes and now there's a meme Mm -hmm. about him and uh i thought it was hilarious the first time hearing him say now there's a pretty meme exquisite (laughs) And I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> this is an amazing game. How have I not mm-hmm. played this yet? So I've been playing that a lot. Um, another game I've been playing recently is uh, Devil May Cry. Also something that was bought. Which at, one? Uh, the first one. But I, I, I went. Okay. I got a couple of them because, uh, once again, uh, you know, I, I mentioned on a stream that I never played them before. So a very kind person went and got me. Uh, the the HD collection, and then I think Devil May Cry four or five. So you know, shout out to that person. You know, thanks a lot for that because the, you know these are games that I'm getting to experience now that I never played before. Um, I'm really enjoying that one too. But that one, 
I guess I'm I'm kind of having like a a similar issue with like how I had with Metal Gear Solid, where uh, mm. I'm just having a hard time getting used to the older controls and and the fixed camera. And this, yeah, and this I got, might be a little controversial, but I'd almost even recommend like go go through them; they're great. But I'd almost yeah. recommend starting with a later one. Really, like if you're still in the main series, like Devil May Cry Four, that's later one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. I've beat it probably five or six times, and yeah. like it's pretty well polished and everything. But the ones from like the HD collection, like that, like the first trilogy, yeah. like one, two, and three, those ones are a bit rougher. Yeah, and you know, I um. Like I, I I started with that because I thought, okay, well, if there's like a whole story that I'm gonna and, and characters that I that I want to become familiar with and get used to, I figured I'll just start from the beginning. But that's when I also realized, oh, I, I got to get myself into like that early 2000s mindset. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I got I got to think of how I would play this when I was a kid, because I'm too used to modern games now that yeah. I, I I think that because it's even like going from Metal Gear Solid Five to Metal Gear Solid One or even to Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, cause Metal Gear Solid three, I, I've, I also played that a little bit. Amazing story. I freaking love it, but I know most of it from watching playthroughs of it because I cannot yep. play the game. I'm like useless <laughs> at it. It's incredible. And I, I, I've been asked like, Hey, you should stream that. And it's like, no, it's going to be a sad stream. It's going to be like a DSP level quality <laughs> gameplay. Now, granted, I'm not going to I'm not going to complain about the developers because it's not their fault that I can't play the game. But mm-hmm. it's um, you know, it, it, it's a it's a serious like learning curve for me now. I can't I play get it. it. But if, if it had yeah. the controls and the mechanics of Metal Gear Solid five, I'd probably get through it just fine because I love that game. I, I think modern games have just spoiled me now for the old ones. One of the one of the hardest games that you can go back to and play, even if you were good in it back in the day, uh, 007 Goldeneye, playing oh. that with the N64 controller. Oh. It's difficult, man. Dude. It's so hard. You know, I, I used to freaking play Goldeneye every single day. So I want to think that I'm like an expert at it. But at the same you, time, I have not I played. You go, I have not you played go back N64. now and you're you're not going to play it well. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm not, because I have not touched a Nintendo 64 controller in, like, 10 years. So I just the control scheme, they're so crazy. <laughs> oh, I know. Which, by the way, this is why I'm really, really hoping that that uh, that, that rumor that it's going to be coming to Xbox soon is true. Because there, the, there was that leaked, yeah. uh, the, the achievements, right? Uh, well, I mean the whole leaked build, but yeah, the achievements oh, yeah. did leak. You're right on there. But yeah, I mean, I've played the leaked build of it multiple times over and like with, with the HD remaster with the 360 controller. Oh God. It like smooth as butter. Yeah. So it's, it is the N64 controls and controller. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, well, looking back at it, the N64 is such a weird controller. I, I, I mean, I, I, it was what I had back then, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, how the hell did I ever get used to playing like this i mean the, you, you have like the main t- the main bit in the middle and then you got something on the left and on the right and it's like wait which which hand am i supposed to be using again i'll tell you man the first time i i was a small kid the first time i ever saw on those controllers i didn't know how you were supposed to use it. i'm like i don't have three hands because i was like i was a small child at the time but that was the first thing that went across my head and then yeah. my cousin's like no you got to pick it up like this and he put a uh, left hand on the middle right hand on the right oh yeah, left hand in the that's middle, right hand in the right. I think that was how that was how I did it too. But then sometimes I would I would like swap hands because if there was something I had to use the you know what was the directional buttons on the on the far left side. So then it's like okay, yep. it, it, you know, it, looking back at it, it's kind of cumbersome. And I could see why for the GameCube 
they went to a more traditional route. They they weren't going to mess yeah. around with. And that GameCube controller is so comfortable. Oh, I know. I you know I still have a GameCube, but it is in storage right now. I got to dig that puppy out because I got to check and see yes. if that's still working. Because if that is, I'm going to have a ton of fun. I'm going to start playing Sonic Adventure Two again. Because Yo, dude, if yeah. you if you get that, get yourself a GC loader. Like you replace the disc drive on there, pop the GC oh, loader. Oh man. man, it's so nice just playing off the SD card. Oh my god, I gotta I gotta look into this now. Well, first I gotta dig up the the, the GameCube. I gotta see if it's still working. It should be. And if it is, then I got to see how much fun I could have with it and all the different oh, yeah. things I can add to it because that's going to be that's going to be real uh, that's going to be real fun, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh is are, are those the only two games you've been playing here recently? Uh, let me think about it. I you know, I I, I think so. Metal Gear Solid 5, I would have said or Metal Gear Solid 3, but even then that's kind of few and far between. Definitely all Metal right. Gear Rising though and um Yes. A little bit of Microsoft Flight Sim on uh, on oh. Series X, All definitely right. that. Which is you know it's it's nice to be able to fly around in your own city and see places that are familiar to you, but also being able to travel the world and, and see places that you've uh, that you've not been to before. Mm. Uh, and with the pandemic, with uh, the way things have been lately, you know, traveling has taken a huge hit, and some people are still not keen on on going out to, to places that are too far away because. You got to get on a plane with a bunch of strangers. You're going to have people who, you know, if somebody doesn't want to wear a mask, you know, it could be kind of problematic. Um, Mm -hmm. And you got to be careful anywhere. I mean, a friend of mine recently just tested positive for COVID. And Mm. um, well, even I mean, I I hope your friends are okay. but even not just COVID, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot there's other sicknesses there too. Like this year, I think I've gotten sick twice and not I never got COVID, thankfully. But earlier this year, I had a cold. And even right now, because I've I've done a, the last week, I've done a lot. I, I personally, me, I mask up everywhere, but yeah, like I see. have been doing a lot more uh, physical stuff. Where I've been going out to a bunch of stores, went to a few events, uh, went to a concert, wow. and uh, now I'm not too surprised when I have like a little bit of a tickle in my throat. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, like I had a cold. Um, actually, it was it was this, the day that uh, the definitive edition came out. I was sick that day, but thankfully, oh, so it, the, the game made it even worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, I get I get to play this game, and um, I'm freaking like my sinuses are all messed up. And I have to deal with all this bull crap now with this this horrible release. But, you know, that that was like the most sick that I was. Um, actually, no, I, I take that back. That's, that's the most sick that I was recently. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't catch COVID. And I'm amazingly, this is another knock on a wood thing. I, I haven't had it yet. Um, I, I just think I've been extremely lucky. But I um, I did get food poisoning during like the height of the of the pandemic and i freaked out because i thought oh my god have i got it and this is before the vaccines this is before we knew much about it so i'm like i'm like so sick and then i find out oh it was food poisoning okay so that's like the only time that i've been relieved to have food poisoning Um, (laughs) and that would have been from uh some some bad pizza unfortunately oh but yeah and and it's a shame too because i I love pizza but it did not love me that day but um, you know, what I was going to say about traveling is that I, I think the, the best thing about flight sim and, and you could even apply this to like Wikipedia and, and, and Google Maps, all these tools that we have at our disposal where you could just find out a whole bunch of stuff about a certain location without mm-hmm. even having been there. And, you know, now actually being there is an experience of its own. I'm not saying like that this stuff is going to replace that. But it's something nice to be able. It's, it's like a it's like a learning tool. You know, you're able to see what different places are like. 
and and that's what I like about uh, about some of this. Agreed. Yeah, I need to try it out at one point. Still haven't tried it, but I need to try it. Oh, uh, flight sim. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. You know, it, all, all these all, all these places that you have available, and and, and I remember um, that that's like the one video game that I got my father actually interested in recently because <laughs> I I showed him like um like a video of me flying around in a, in a Super Hornet like an F A eighteen. And immediately, because uh, he's he's an he's an aviation buff, and as gotcha. soon as he saw that, he's like, "How do I play this? What do I need for this?" <laughs> so I I I think I'm, I'm I'm thinking like, okay, maybe I can find like a like a, a Series S for for his birthday or or for Christmas or something, uh, just with flight sim. Oh, that'd be nice. Because he, he, I mean, he was like, he was he was asking me all kinds of questions, and you know, here's the thing about flight sim: I still suck at it. I just like flying around. But I have not been able yeah. to successfully land a plane myself. And I was able to explain to my dad like what I was doing wrong. And he knew immediately what was going wrong. He's like, he's like, son, you're coming in too hot. Why are you why are the thrusters uh, this high? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never flown a plane before. I know you like, you're the aviation dude here. Yeah. And, and and he's actually been behind the controls of a plane before with uh, you know, uh, pilot buddies of his, you know, like the uh, you know, Cessna plane, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. So he knows he knows more about it than I do. And I'm just thinking, why don't you teach me? Let's play this together. <laughs> and he's like, well, when awesome. I have the time. But hey, if, if I'm able to get this for him as a gift, then I'm going to sit and I'm going to make the time uh, for, for, for both of us to experience it. You should. That. And the, the Series S is regularly on sale as well, yeah. too. So. Yeah. And, and also, one more thing I'll load up. And this is also a game that I've been playing recently. Max Payne mm-hmm. 3. Because oh, I know yeah. that he would love Max Payne 3. I, I just know he would. Because... I remember um, a, a, lo- a while ago. This is years ago. I was um, I was out of town with him. I was just visiting, and um, you know, we were we were both in Boston. Um, we we're both visiting Boston, beautiful city, by the way. And um, you know, we're in the Airbnb. We both had f- to fly out that day. He was going to go and and fly back to um, to to where you know where he was born uh, and where he grew up originally, just because he was going to visit some family. I was going to come back home. So we're both just watching TV. And uh, he's flipping channels, and we come across Max Payne, the movie. Now, I know the movie was not really all that good, but he mm-hmm. didn't know that, and he didn't know that the, that, that the movie was based on a game. To him, it's just uh, a Mark Wahlberg action movie. And so yeah. he was like, oh, man, I like this. Man, this is a cool story. This guy's going on like a... Uh, a quest for vengeance and he's, he's running around. And now granted, I, I, I don't know what he thought about the parts with like where they, where they actually show demons, but he actually liked the, the gist of it. So I'm thinking if I get him a series X or a series S, I should also load max Payne three on there because, and, uh, and I'll, I'll, the, I'll just tell I him this is like an action. Say, well, hold on. I will say, I don't think max Payne three is being sold digitally. I oh. don't think so. Oh. So you might only be able to do that on the Xbox one, uh one s with a disc drive one x and then the uh series x at least for now unless rockstar puts it up because last i saw and maybe it changed but last i knew at least is that you can only play it on disc oh okay see that 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 helps to know i wasn't aware i remember when they made it backwards compatible and it was like yes but um, if it's not on the microsoft store then that's kind of it's actually kind of sad if it's not on there because that is a really um that's a game worth playing, and I, I my my latest video was me talking about like like just just talking about nothing but Max Payne three and what I liked about it, and and showing off gameplay of it that I liked, and I I think it's I, I still think it's a really underrated game that um, that more people need to check out for sure, 
And if mm-hmm. I could get my dad to check it out, I know he would like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I will say, uh, mine is a pretty quick list here, honestly, because I just had really haven't had time to play all that much recently, which I, I do need to finish a game this month. So I'll have to pick something quick. Yeah. Uh honestly, the only thing off the top of my head I could think of that I've really been playing is uh the hardest game I've ever played, which is Ring Fit Adventure. Hmm. I know. Educate me on that because I'm I'm not entirely. Uh, oh, aware oh, of it's an exercise game for oh. the Switch. Like oh, you okay. get like this. It's like eighty dollars. You get the software. You get this like ring, and you're pretty much like you're running. You're doing all these exercises, and like it is a good game. It's great gamification of exercise. Like really? I don't have a gym membership anymore. I just walk my dog and I play Ring Fit Adventure. Those are the exercises that I do. Um, but I I tell people it is the hardest game I played because it's like. If it's not kicking your butt, it's because you're not playing it on a hard enough difficulty. So and then when you bump it up to a hard enough difficulty, like even if you're like a pretty fit person, everything like it's (laughs) going to kick your butt. You're going to feel the burn. It is physically the hardest game I've ever played. (laughs) You know, I think um, you might have just sold me on a switch now because I never I never really considered getting one before. But this this is actually really interesting because like like you said, you, you don't have a gym membership it's actual exercise, you know, you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're working up a sweat, you know, you're burning calories. Um, that's, that's gotta be, I, uh, that's gotta personally, be I've lost weight with it. I've been able to maintain weight with it. Huh. Like, and again, like for what, if you, st- so if you only play it like once or twice, yeah, it's not worth it. But for me, um, so I bought it at the end of 2019. I'm on my third playthrough of it right now because there's like new, like, the first playthrough the new game plus then pretty much new game plus plus and i'm sure even after that i'm just going to start from the beginning again but yeah like if you're play so i've played it for like two and a half years at this point yeah. uh it's well worth the 80 dollars i spent wow. damn i'm gonna have to look at this now because seriously like like this this has actually gotten me interested now in, in looking at the nintendo switch because that's before, awesome like like i never considered really getting one i thought maybe like grand theft auto but then we saw what the definitive edition was like and it's like okay that's definitely not gonna be worth it um and and my niece has a switch and uh, i just thought like eh, you know kind of remind it's it's like how when i had a psp um you mm-hmm. know when i was her age but now it's like it's like wow this this actually seems like something that's worth uh, getting and and the cost of a Nintendo Switch that's still going to be less than a gym membership as as time if goes you on. spread it so, out over years absolutely yeah. plus there's other games you can play too so yeah, yeah. so yeah that, that 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 might be it I, I could finally get into Animal Crossing as well absolutely another game that uh, that I, I I remember playing like the GameCube version of years ago and then now you got the new one and everybody loves it and it's like well I'm missing out on all the fun yeah. But it's it's a good one. Wow. I've enjoyed it. So Man. yeah, I I will say we uh we do gotta wrap this up here. I gotta go to the bathroom again. Also, yeah. I have some stuff here in a few minutes. Yeah. It's been awesome talking. Uh, one of the last things here is typically at the end, uh-huh. uh, I pick a keyword or a key phrase that you know anybody who's made it to the end of this episode can use in the comments on YouTube. Sure, I'm gonna turn it over to you, the guest though. What keyword or key phrase should people use in their comment? Hmm keyword or key phrase like like uh does this have to be related to something that we talked about or what no it could just be any word it could be i I, yeah like i I, I could open up a dictionary and just just pick a random word yeah probably not like a cuss word or slur or something of course but yeah okay yeah yeah uh hmm you know that's 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 kind of a curveball for me right now i'm gonna have to think about that for like 10 minutes now um oh god (laughs) let me think god when i'm put on the spot like this then it's like oh man um information 
information. Yeah, let's I think go with that's that. a good one. So if you use if you use the word information in your comment on the YouTube upload here, we'll know that you've made it to the end. And I do read <laughs> through my comments and such, so I'll be looking for that. I think that that's a good word to pick as well, too. Yeah, I, I think so yeah. too. All right. Yeah. Well, well, Badger, it's been fantastic having you on. I hope this has been a good like first podcast experience because yeah. you said you've never done a podcast or anything. Before. Nope. Nope. This is my uh, I, yeah. This would be my first time going on a podcast. So, Mr. Mario, awesome. thank you very much for inviting me on because this is oh. this has been a lot of fun. No problem. Yeah, it's been absolutely super fun. And I mean, we haven't talked like, I guess, voice to voice before no. this. But even before this, it's like we we were just talking for like an hour on here. And it's like, yeah. oh, wait, we need to like record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I thought we were recording, too. I thought, OK, I guess this is it. <laughs> no, no. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess, Badger, if people want to uh, follow you more, check out your content, see what you do, where can people find you? Well, you could find me on YouTube. Just look up Badger Goodger on YouTube and you'll see my channel. You can find me on Twitter, same handle. And also on Twitch, once again, same handle. Um, you know, you, I, I, I try to stream uh, usually once a week, sometimes twice a week. I just haven't been able to in the past two or three weeks because I've just been too busy. But pretty soon I'm going to have some time on the weekends to myself finally. So... I'm going to be able to do that again. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I tweet about whatever, really. I mean, <laughs> anything that comes to mind, I guess. And then um, on YouTube, if you're interested in Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar Games, game development, like the like stuff that's cut from games during development, check that out as well, because uh, the next video that I've got planned will be a beta topic, and it's going to be a topic about something that was removed from uh, one of the Grand Theft Auto titles that I think you might find Ooh, interesting. I look forward to that. Yeah. Well, Very cool. Yeah. Anyways, Badger, again, thank you so much for coming on, man. This has absolutely been a blast. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Hey, no problem. And, uh, you know, to everyone, thank you uh, so much for listening, watching, tuning in. And uh, until next month. <laughs>